This is former WWE Victoria, and you are listening to Ruthless Aggression Podcast. And in this episode, Levi and Kyle are reviewing Royal Rumble 2003. And don't think I've forgotten about you, Kyle, with your pretty red hair and your pretty little puppies. <laughs> Anyways, you guys enjoy this episode, or else I'll be widow's peak in your butt. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. I lie! Don't make fun of me! Sucker! Well, here comes the pain! Enjoying the ride, Randy. Hey there, everybody. It's the Good Old Boys Podcast. We'll start up with wood. You got Big Show and Brock Lesnar. I didn't like Brock too much. Go give my boy Big Show. He's Southern boy. <laughs> Is he Southern? I have no idea. He might be. <laughs> good, baby. So that being said, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Yeah. My name is Levi. And as always, I'm joined by the beautiful, sensational, voluptuous... Big juicy Kyle. Oh, big juicy. I'm sorry. <laughs> juicy does not sound very appealing. I'm sorry. Big Daddy uh, Kyle, how's it going? There you go. That's that's cooler. Big Daddy it's Kyle, big how are you this afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Big Papa Pump quite a bit tonight, baby. Unfortunately, Unfortunately. it's worth noting. It's worth noting. Kyle and I, we actually did this review already. Yep. Um, and, uh, ooh, Kyle's getting naked on camera. Am I getting naked? Oh, no, sorry. I realized my camera's on. I got my notes, like, paper notes, kind of to the left of oh, my webcam. I don't need to see you to hear Yeah, I'll just know. go ahead and, actually, I'll go ahead and kill my feed, just because it might be sucking battery for my, my computer. No, you're fine. Um, it's worth noting that we attempted to do this once already, um, and we actually had a big surprise as far as uh, bringing in a third man by the name of... Jake from my show with Alex and Jake. Jakey, Jake, Jake. Yeah, he's but, uh, a cool dude. Kyle, what what happened? What happened? For the for those who aren't aware, we record. Uh, we in the past we've recorded through Anchor. We've had some like minor audio hiccups with them in the past, but uh, Levi, you said you and you and Jake tried a splitter, and it didn't end up recording on your end, which then didn't ended up not doing on my end because Levi was like the primary recorder, and then uh, just. I had like a dual mic set up because I had one mic in my phone and one mic on my computer, except that didn't work too well. Uh, my configuration was jank, and so we didn't get much anything out of my backup audio either. So, sadly, it will remain the lost podcast. And it was a good one. Yeah, it we was. It was lots fun. Lots of laughs, and it was it flowed very well. But uh, hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. Our some. first episode was three attempts so at least this is only the second <laughs> I one i guess that. oh my gosh 
Yeah. It was a mess. Right right now we have a new setup. We're recording uh, all of it on Audacity, uh, and as well as talking to each other through Discord. So hopefully uh, a bit more reliable. So we can get these. Do you think he'll ever just overtly say audacity? <laughs> it's because there was like a YouTube poop with Hank Hill, and he's like, he had the audacity, and it threw up like the audacity <laughs> program logo, so that, that's all I think of. Audacity. audacity. Yeah, I guess that is something he would say. I'm just like, did he ever actually say that? No. I don't know. I don't know. It's Ruthless Aggression era really an era? Let's find out. Let's find out, baby. That's what we're here for. 30 men in all, 15 from Raw, 15 from SmackDown, the winner of the Royal Rumble will meet his champion, his brand's champion, in the main event at WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania begins tonight. Tonight, if I can win the Royal Rumble, that means I go and have a title shot at WrestleMania. Tonight is so important to me because it gives me the opportunity to headline WrestleMania as the WWE champion. Being a part of WrestleMania, to me, is the reason I'm in this business. WrestleMania is the greatest sporting event of all time. The Super Bowl of the WWE. It's what I wake up thinking about. It's what I go to bed thinking about. Once a superstar from the WWE is in the main event of WrestleMania, you want it over and over and over again. That's the ultimate dream is that bell rings and you're standing across the ring looking at another guy. And you guys are the main event and the biggest event that there is. It couldn't mean anymore. Tonight at the Royal Rumble, Big Papa Pump, Freakzilla, gets a chance to prove that he belongs in the main event at WrestleMania. That's my all-time ultimate dream, to headline WrestleMania. If you win the Royal Rumble, you're in the main event at WrestleMania. Tonight, I'm carving my spot at WrestleMania, and I will not be denied. The road to WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania starts tonight. Today. today we are reviewing Royal Rumble 2003. If you wanted oh, Scott yeah! Steiner, we got it all, baby. Scott Steiner, Big Show, uh, Don Marie, and Waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here for the Royal Rumble 2003. 2002 has come and gone, and now we're in 03. Mm-hmm. So what are we leaving behind in the previous year, you might ask? I don't know. Kyle, a little background music, will ya? So Halle Berry became the first black actress to win the Academy Award for Best Actress. Ben Affleck was the people's sexiest man alive. Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears called it quits. Cry me a river, why don't you, Kyle? That's a pun. Michael Jackson caused an international controversy after he dangled Prince Michael II off the balcony of his hotel room in Berlin. 
And those are the big highlights of O2. Oh, Pepsi Blue was born. <laughs> Pepsi not. Blue was born in there. I can't forget that, Levi. Yeah, <laughs> let's I, not forget. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll back up. I'll, I'll for, just do you do you a solid. You know, it's it's good. Really, we, we are on the day after, as of recording, the day after Double or Nothing. I'm on high positive vibes. I'm official ruthless aggression. Going to back off Levi for his love of Pepsi Blue. Wow. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. It's okay, Levi. You love you love your Pepsi Blue. It's okay. I'll tell you what. Pepsi released those three new flavors: uh, the lime, mango, and berry. And uh, In dish soap. out of three, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi uh, hot pocket flavors. Oh my um, no! Is it hot pocket flavored Pepsi or Pepsi flavored hot pockets? That's my laundry. Bubble. Yeah, you just bite in your hot pocket and it's Pepsi <laughs> boiling hot Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> but it hurts so good. It hurts so good. Yeah. Oh no, um, yeah. But I got the lime, you know, as a, as a homage to my my podcasting host Kyle here. I love co-host, that. and uh, it it was pretty good actually. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I like it. I like it. I miss Pepsi Twist. Shout out to Pepsi Twist. Rest in peace. Yeah, apparently that they still make Pepsi Twist, but I, so I'm on the hunt. I'm on the, <laughs> on hunt, the hunt. On the prowl. I just go to I'm a, a soda connoisseur. A soda I just go to the gas stations that have the flavor mixings. I just make my own. I just, I just mix my own Pepsi Twist. I get my own lemons from a lemon tree and my Pepsi from a Pepsi tree. You know, I went, I went up north, I asked for sweet tea, and they were like, you mean iced tea? You gotta mix it yourself. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Remember, real, real quick, I know, okay, folks, we're gonna try to keep this concise. Uh, so we're not here for three hours again, but I got to go on this little tangent. Levi, remember when I was down there in Seattle for your wedding? We went and ate at like IHOP or something, and uh, it, like Sherry's. Uh, I don't know. Is that one kind Cherish of Cherish pie? Yeah, that place. It had good pie. Yeah. Um, and that server lady was like giving us our like menus and utensils. And I remember your mom looking over uh, the menu. And I think we were just kind of joking, and she said something about like something about sweet tea. And then the out of nowhere, like the server lady just goes, "We don't have sweet tea. This isn't the South, you know, or something like that." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, throwing shade, lady, whatever." And then we spent the whole time, like, I remember your mom ragging on her. Yeah, the whole time. I remember her and Hillary both just being like, "Oh, I mean, this isn't the South. Sorry, you know." Dude, that that is the story of my freaking life. Just trouble at restaurants because of my family. <laughs> it was it was funny though. Bang. So as soon as you said that, I'm just like, I don't remember, but oh my gosh, <laughs> what did my family do? It was great. It was great. <laughs> no, we, we were actually talking about that trip uh, recently, you know, because I went to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just like, oh, man, I wish we could do that weekend over again. It was yeah, so much I know. fun. That was fun. I want to go back. I loved it. It was one of those things, like, when I got there, it was such culture shock that I was like, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was out of my zone. But when I, when I got Where's it, the lift kit? Where's the Chevy? Where's the lift kit? Hey, nobody got no truck nuts up here. No. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but once I once I got into it, man, I love Seattle. I miss it. I miss like all the the scenic stuff, the trees, the mountains. Like, oh, that was nice. Anyways, anyway, the air was so breathable. It, it was. was crazy. I'm tired was of like, <gasps> flat, jank, humid Tennessee weather. Just get out of here. <laughs> so, what are we entering in O3 with? Um, not a whole lot so far. But what I read online was. Uh, uh, the Miami Heat retired the number 23 as a result of Michael Jordan retiring from the NBA. He, he never even, despite never playing for the team. I was about to say, he never played there. That's weird. Yeah. Michael Jordan. He played for the uh, the Looney Tunes. Uh, that's, that's good Tune enough. Squad. <laughs> so, I mean. 
Toon Squad retires his number. But we're here at Note 3, the Royal Rumble. We're here at the Fleet Center, which is now, I believe, the TD Center? It's Pepsi Blue Center. it's called? Yeah, the TD Garden, excuse me. TD Garden. The TD Garden? The Sweet Tea Garden! They actually went through a lot of name changes here, and it actually involved an eBay auction at one time. where Really? They just... Yeah, they were bidding away the the name of the the arena on eBay, which is so hmm. strange to me. That was weird. And at some point, there was someone who was bidding to call it the uh, Derek Jeter Arena, oh. which um, which you know the Red Sox and the Yankees are you know pretty big rivals. So you can only imagine how much of a faux pas that would be if that <laughs> were to happen. How uncouth. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joseph once again. <laughs> <laughs> this is Joseph once again. My family loves that dang video. <laughs> uh, currently, you're, you're listening to the Unhinged Anger podcast here. <laughs> Excuse me, demons. Um, <laughs> so we have 15,338 in attendance tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here in Boston, Massachusetts, of course, and we're sponsored by oh, two, PlayStation one, three, 2. Four. Kyle, do you remember the tagline for PlayStation 2? PlayStation 2, just play the damn thing. No, it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was I think it was like PlayStation 2, like, live in your world, play in ours, which is actually pretty cool. Pretty cool. No, tagline. you had it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> just play the damn game. <laughs> <laughs> What's PlayStation 4's tagline? PlayStation. If I might ask. Uh, PlayStation 4 is thing foot and hail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that tickled me. Okay, <clears throat> I'm I'm looking at Levi <laughs> live on the feed. He is quite tickled. Stop it, you! Stop it. Um. So yeah, there's just something very charming about listening to Jerry Lawler talk about uh, PlayStation Two. I know it brings you back. I don't know what it is. What's not charming is that episode of Confidential I watched <gasps> where uh, they did a tour of his house, which is kind of cool because he has a lot of vintage like decoration in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this is a confidential, like right before the Royal Rumble 03, so if you're interested. Uh, and he's like, oh, look what I got by my bed! And it's uh, like Diva's Undress Golden Thong Awards, <laughs> like no joke. What? That's it's like, creepy. why? It is creepy. It's like, I'm it's just, like I'm, these are my colleagues. That's that's my ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's creepy. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. I digress. Um, in the opening package, we see multiple superstars talking about what it means to them to win the Royal Rumble and to go on and headline WrestleMania. And, you know, I, I really dug it. I thought it was really, like, you know, it was simple yet effective, you know, mm-hmm. what an opening package ought to be. It was really nice. It's not as, it's not as convoluted as, like, uh, what was it, Unforgiven? These men. The clashing of titans in the squared circle as they... Yeah, that's all that's... And then last time at Armageddon, where it was like... In the battle of Armageddon, the end of the world. Okay, that was overkill. Everyone I should have said die. that. <laughs> Look at this robot run from helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was nice just to see some guys like just staring, looking like determined, being like, World Rumble gives you your shot at WrestleMania, you know? They're really hyping up WrestleMania. Except, like, this is the point when, you know, today's WWE, everybody is very, very careful to be like, I want to be the next WWE heavyweight champion. Whereas back then, everybody still got used to it. So, I just hear so many WWEs. 
Yeah. Just really rolling. Jericho's really bad. I want to be WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This the overt like this is our tagline, like Yeah, we're here at Survivor Series Tomb with my brothers. The one night of the year where Raw and SmackDown superstars go head to head in combat. And it's like <laughs> Because people talk like that. Yeah, I know. But the thing that stood out to me is funny, because like, all that was like, oh, whatever, it's wrestling, it's fun, haha. <laughs> Scott Steiner stood out so bad during that. <laughs> it, seriously, it was comical. It was like a, it was a sign of things to come. Like, one of these things aren't like the other. It was like literally like this, dear listeners, it was like, I'm in the ring with my brothers, fighting for the chance to be the best. WrestleMania is the biggest stage in the world. I want my shot at that. The big bad booty daddy is going to prove that he's got the stuff to be at WrestleMania. <laughs> it's like, get out of here. He sounds like a freaking joke. <laughs> oh, but what was it he said? He's like, to prove I belong in the main event? No. We'll see about that. We'll see. We certainly will see, individuals. <laughs> Do you want to intro the match? Oh, yeah, right now. The next big thing, Brock Lesnar, the face of WWE, taking on the big fat big show. No, no. I'm sorry, big show. Not really. Why haven't I gotten you to intro the matches? I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't know what I was missing. Instead of me just, oh, blah, 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 versus it's like, boo, okay. Boo. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the, to- that's what I tell you. I tell you, I'm the color guy, I'm the hype guy. Um, God, man. I, something. I didn't know what I was, I'm sorry, listeners. That was just... <laughs> okay, okay, I should start wow. by saying, for anybody who watched this pay per view, something that I didn't get, because I don't watch the Raws or the Smackdowns leading up unless Levi says, hey, you gotta, and then I will, and I'll be like, oh. But, uh. Or else I'm docking his pay. Before <laughs> I get the big bucks. Um,. This was for a Royal Rumble entry, because uh, Big Show's in it, Brock won it in it, and whoever won gets it, but they didn't make that clear, so watching it, I was like, huh, well, this seems like a pretty big match to have at just the start of the, the, start of the card here, uh, and then eventually, through just them casually saying it, I was like, oh, this is for a Royal Rumble entry, well, why didn't they tell me that in the beginning, then I would care, oh, hey, a card- there's a cardinal in my bird feeder, it's pretty. Just to be like honest, I, you know, I do watch the Raws and Smackdowns, but I can't. Rem- there was one Smackdown I stopped watching early, and I can't remember if that's where they had said, "Oh yeah, number twenty nine gets yeah. the spot," because Undertaker is number thirty. He's returning tonight, but uh, I can't remember if that's what happened or not. But either way, uh, a little ambiguous, I will admit. So, uh, yeah, who will be number twenty nine? wrong everybody it's paul Heyman. he comes in rips off his shirt he's actually really buff has a six-pack that's what happens he's, he's like he's like goku like he takes a shirt off and it's just like a big training like weight vest it's not his fat <laughs> it's just jacked underneath you sir haven't even seen my final form 
starts glowing. Oh my god! His little ponytail, <laughs> his little ponytail sticks up all yellow. Oh my god! <laughs> I had the chaos emeralds all along. Oh, no. Oh my god! He just gets like the Triforce, the chaos emeralds, and he's super. <laughs> All right, this is this is becoming wild. Yeah, our our, our head cannon's getting a little crazy now. We need to back up. <gasps> uh, so the match starts with lockups, which Big Show powers out of to show off his brute strength, his ruthless strength. I got you. <laughs> Great minds think alike. This is immediately responded to by Lesnar driving Big Show into the corner and hitting him with shoulder thrusts. Big Show powers out, but Lesnar goes for it again. Big Show goes for an Irish whip, which Brock Lesnar attempts to reverse by getting Big Show in a belly-to-belly. But Big Show gets in a headbutt. However, just, Brock starts kicking him I, and hits the overhead belly-to-belly. Oh, that's that's two belly-to-bellies. It was one recurring theme of this show. Several belly-to-bellies. Isn't that right, Levi? Oh. Yes. So there's two. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get a pen. I want to write down how many belly-bellies we get. Hold on, the man. belly to belly counter. All right, folks. I'll I'll keep the official ruthless aggression belly to belly count on this loose napkin. That might be just one. Though. I think that's just one. Might be just one. He tried. Oh, okay, okay. I'll just put down one. In fairness, I'll put down one. That's one belly to belly. B two B. One. We have an astonished Paul Heyman watching on the outside. Brock immediately hits another overhead belly-to-belly. Paul can be seen pleading on the outside of Lesnar. Brock tries to hit a third belly-to-belly, but Big Show puts on a great Kali-style vice grip and throws Lesnar over the top rope, with Lesnar first hitting the apron hard and then falling to the floor. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's like, that boy, that boy's okay. That was, that, was, that was a pretty hard bump he dug. I just like audibly gasped. I know. At this spot. It, I'm just like, oh! It's like, that dude, oh. he's got to be hurt. <laughs> Can I say Great Call Lee style if he's not around yet? Like That's fine. I mean, it's not, we're in the future, Levi. Does he exist? Am I going to rip the ruthless aggression space time continuum? No, it's, it's fine. We are not living in the year 2003. We can make references outside. Dude, what are you talking about? What? I even got internet. I'm like proper. I have a dial up. <laughs> I had to watch. Don't you? <laughs> I had to watch this in loose AVI files on WWE.com. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Mm. Big Show literally throws Lesnar across the ring. Meanwhile, Michael Cole on commentary can be heard saying, Here's a man that can break the neck. Off a beer bottle with his bare hands. <laughs> it's pretty intense. I mean, like, like I technically can do that. I think anybody really technically could. Like, how, are we talking about like a clean rip, or he just smashes it? That's different. See, he didn't clarify it. Like, they stop the match, and Big Show stands up and goes, "You need to clarify that." You <laughs> 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 <He's> just here. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so Big Show starts gunning towards Lesnar in the corner, but Brock evades, and Big Show hits his tummy on the turnbuckle. Oh, my belly! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
I'm, I'm hardly trying, folks. Levi, it's easy to make Levi. <laughs> hey, Levi. <laughs> Levi, listen to this. He's, he's laughing. He, fart he, noise he, almost he muted his me. mic. He was like rolling over on the floor, just screaming in laughter. <laughs> the fart almost got me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> oh, barely. <laughs> This allows Lesnar to hit a German suplex. Lesnar goes for the pin, but Heyman mounts on the apron to distract everybody. Lesnar punches at Heyman, but misses. Heyman immediately grabs Lesnar's feet from the outside, which allows Big Show to hit a big boot on Brock Lesnar. As noted on commentary, apparently Big Show's boot size is a size 16 5E. That, that made no sense to me. Is that like a European size? Well... Um, I did a little research online. Oh, brutal aggression I, I, research. I, I went on American Online and uh, <laughs> keyword big show. <laughs> I spilled Pepsi Blue all over my keyboard, and I stood hand shaking, trying to defeat <laughs> Ganondorf. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just transition to some weird. Um, but um, if my calculations are correct, a size sixteen five E boot translates into a size twenty two shoe. Dang. Okay, that's big. So, so I mean, Big Show is eating his green beans, Daddy. <laughs> He's a grown boy. <laughs> so we get a side slam by Big Show, and he then signals for the choke slam. Kyle, can we get a can we get a little reenactment of a signal for the choke slam from Big Show? Oh, crap! What was it? I'm hard to remember now. You know, he just goes. Aah! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <You're> just like. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he do that? Because so, so everybody can hear that he's about to kill them, so they can run away. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is that just like a battle cry, or is he like, like emotionally like drained, and like that's all he can do, or like I, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to sound like like I'm a big bear boy. Or is he ch- is he charging up? Like I don't. Why does he do that? It's like, that? you ever, you ever like, play wrestle or, like, play fight with somebody, and, like, you'll go to, like, hit him, and you'll be like, blah, blah, you know, make noises? Well, yeah. That's what he's doing. He's, he's like, imagining in his head, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, how do I choke slam? I'm like, grab him, then I go, oh, like that. <laughs> That's him lifting him up. <laughs> Just kidding. We, we deserve to be blocked, Big Show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can keep us blocked. Why not? Why not? So he gets Lesnar in the choke position, but Lesnar evades and rolls Big Show into like this like roll on the ground pin, and he's able to pin him, but it's only good for two. Mm-mm. Brock Lesnar gets another belly to belly. How many is that? We're on we're on three now. Okay, that's what I thought. Three B to Bs. Uh, Paul Heyman immediately gets back up on the apron and yells at the referee. He can't do that! He can't do that to the Big Show! It's a wrestling match! Just a can't shut up! <laughs> so, Lesnar dumps him in the ring. And by dump, I mean... <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. You, you, you guys know. You guys know. Uh, Brock gets Heyman up for the F5, but Big Show meets him with a choke slam. Oh, I wanted to see Paul get F5'd. That would have been fun. <laughs> So, Lesnar is able to kick out, though, which prompts, like, the silliest shocked face from the big show. It's so funny. He's just kind of, like, no-neck, like, 
She's like, oh! I can't say if it's as good as his last one, but man, that face. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say, but that's two funny faces from Big Show. That you, th- I, you think you know. we're going to go for three? If we get another match in the next pay-per-view, I think we're going to go for three. I hope so. I, think I don't think he's on the next card, though. Is he? I don't think so. I could be wrong, but we'll see. He's going to be the main event. And, you know, if if, I, if I'm if i sleeping on it, just uh, wake me up. Wake me up, Hashem. So, uh, yeah, Lesnar kicks out at two, and, and the crowd just erupted. Like, everyone thought it was over at that point. Like, oh, screw it again. But no, he kicked out. Uh, Big Show then furiously just shows his nipples to the crowd. <laughs> oh, look at these glass cutters. <laughs> he goes for another choke slam, but Lesnar reverses by pushing Big Show into Paul Heyman, who's on the apron at that point. He knocks him off. Lesnar hits a huge F5 for the victory in 6 minutes, 29 seconds. What'd you think about the match? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, two two big old dudes slapping each other around. I mean, knowing now like the circumstance, like oh, it's for a Royal Rumble entry. Like it feels, I guess, cooler. They could have made that clear, but it was like a you know solid opener. Not as exciting as like a big old cool tag match open that we've had the past few times. We've been getting spoiled the past few times with those good tag openers, but uh, hey, it's pretty good. It was two big dudes slapping slapping each other around. It wasn't too slow. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thumbs up for me. I just love how one yeah, thumbs, how thumbs Brock up. handled just manhandled a big show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how he goes for the German suplex. He just properly gets both his hands under Big Show's gut and just throws him around. Uh, the F five specifically, just like how he's just like get off of me. Like yep, yep, yep. Another level. Like, like Brock, Brock was showing some strength. Brock is a freak of nature yes. and. Uh, He's the number 29th guy in the Rumble. 29th, it's official. So, You'll be seeing Brock rumbling some dumplings. I don't know. No, that's, nobody says that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you do, apparently. Uh, Rumble in the dumbles. Anyways, up next. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it, baby. Not the whole thing, because I don't remember the whole thing, because I'm stupid. I got small brain. <laughs> I'm stupid. Do you want me to send you the script? Uh, Sure. Yeah, go send me the script. Okay, give me just like give me, five seconds. Give me a squib, baby. Oh, Stephanie was mad last night, by she's, the way. She's mad at me. She said I'm ugly. No. She was shaking. Like, she's like, I hate God. She photoshopped me out of all your uh, wedding photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that there was no countdown on Chris Jericho's entrance. Aw. Well, that's just how he is. He's not. He's... I'm just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a petty thing. But no, but it's funny. That's how she remembers him. Like she hasn't seen him older yet. Did, did she believe him? Well, did she believe one of those fake Jerichos was him? Whenever, like, whenever he had like the light up vest, she's like, "Oh, it's Jericho. They're gonna count." And then it didn't. She get mad. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. I think she was like, "Well, what's going on?" That sort of thing. Yeah, that that that, that intro was fun. I like that. Like the different faces of Jericho, kind of all at once. I loved it. It was cool. It was really cool. It's it so it's weird seeing the list though, not in WWE. I will say that. I know that was like weird. The same one. Yep. Um. Anyway, the very one. the very same list. Anyways, folks. So go ahead. Uh, we we get a big old backstage segment uh, between old uh, old Terry Runnels coming up to Chris Jericho. He's he's wearing that freaking "Don't Be an Ass Clown" shirt, which I absolutely love. <laughs> this is so funny, and um. 
kind of hyping up him being in the in the rumble. Uh, I thought it was good. Well, Chris Jericho, we, we just saw Brock Lesnar is officially in the Royal Rumble match. Speaking of the Royal Rumble, on Raw last week, you were given the opportunity to choose any number you so desired, and you chose number two. Why? Oh, contraire, Terry. I was not given the option to choose any number I wanted because Mr. McMahon made Shawn Michaels the first entrant in the Royal Rumble match. He just gave it to him. But you know what? Despite the obvious favoritism here in the WWE, I'm still something HBK has never been and will never be. And that is the very first undisputed champion in WWE history. And not only that, I had to beat The Rock and Steve Austin back to back in the same night to do it. So just like I rose to the occasion then, I'm going to rise to the occasion tonight. And one by one, throw 29 other superstars over the top rope, win the Royal Rumble, and fulfill my destiny of regaining my championship at WrestleMania again. And everybody said, Bop! no. <laughs> uh, it's weird, because like, you know, he's hyping himself up really well. Almost like Levi was was hamming it up, folks. But it didn't really sound too heelish. It sounded like him backing himself up. And you're like, wow, those are some credentials. Uh, as a person coming into this, just being like, oh, it's first time seeing this. I think Jericho sounds legit. Uh, pointing out that he won those wins through uh, not so uh, not so honest means. <laughs> Where's the thing? Jericho has a chip on his shoulder because he wants to prove that uh, not only is he better than Shawn Michaels, but that he's the best. He's the best. And Shawn's like, you know, well, you know, you're kind of a joke. You know, he didn't say that, but that was definitely the implication. He's like, you know, if you want to prove to me you're the best, you need to outlast everybody. And he's like, uh, all right. But Shawn Michaels is like, you can't do that because I'm number one. But here's the thing. HBK is number one. Chris Jericho is number two. They, they literally start at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it such a big deal? Just uh, for the symbolism, you know? It's like if you say, like, I came out at number one, I beat all 29 other superstars to win the Royal Rumble. It sounds cooler than, I came out at number two. It's like, okay. I digress. It's wrestling, so. dude. It's got to sound cool or it's a fool. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, he won. Folks, he just threw up the V1 Matt Hardy symbol, so I, I show him respect. <laughs> anyway. So we cut to King and JR, and uh, Jim Ross says, Well, certainly, King, uh, Jericho has no lack of confidence in his opportunity tonight to earn the croissant watch from Burger King. <laughs> 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 I thought that was really weird, but yeah, croissant watch hype. It didn't even exist yet. You know? I know, man. Crazy. He's like, I can see the future. I heard the world will be obsessed with the croissant watch. <laughs> But no, to, to earn his way to the main event at WrestleMania. And King is all like, uh, you know, be careful what you talk about when Jericho, because, you know, you're talking about the man he loves. And so, Jericho, man, egomaniac, as they say.
Up next we have... Should I say it or should you say it? I'll say it. Next, next is the Tag Team Championship match between Lance Storm and William Regal, the champions, taking on the Dudleys of Bubba Ray and Devon. <laughs> I don't know what that last part was. They're getting sucked into like some demon abyss. Abyss? Oh, he's showing up. He's showing up. I got a piece of him. He's always been, I guess. I don't know. Why is JR there? I don't know. Help me. So, um, as Regal and Storm are making their entrance, they kind of stop and have like this stare down with Jim Ross and uh, Jerry Lawler. And if you don't know, they've been having a little feud on Raw. It's been pretty funny, actually. Um, I think it was the Raw before Christmas. They they had like their uh, like the Chris- the week of Christmas or New Year's. They had a uh, you know like a best of the year sort of show and. What the heck are you? Doing? <laughs> I found a chip clip and put it on my nose. Hey, I'll I'll, I'll save I'll save this uh, for a gag later. Don't worry. Okay. Um, and so, uh, Jim Ross, when they they were in Oklahoma City week mm-hmm. before Christmas or so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, Jim Ross had been having a tough time when WWE came to Oklahoma City, which is of course his hometown, Boomer Sooner. Um. The first time being uh, in this in a span of like a year or so, uh, Stone Cold beat him up in his hometown. You know his alleged best friend. Uh, best friends don't beat each other to the bloody pulp. So uh, he beat him up. Jr. bladed. So it was. It's a sight to behold. You should probably check it That's out weird. because Vince McMahon comes out. Vince McMahon comes out. He's like Steve. What are you doing to your best friend? Your very best friend. You're taking it easy on him. Come on, Steve. I'll bet him up. It's it's like, you know. Have you ever just like thought about beating up your grandfather? <laughs> no. no? I can't say I have, no. Well then, uh yeah, it's it's yeah. That no. sounds just as awkward as, as it as it could be. So, uh the next time later in that year that they were in Oklahoma City, you had The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, uh, forcing Jim Ross to join the Vince McMahon Kiss My Honey Club and uh, in front of his family. And of course, JR notes that in an episode of Confidential. Uh, so the man's having a hard time, you know, and he ever asked the question, Hey, you ever wanted to see your, your grandfather kiss the rear end forcibly of another? old man (laughs) (laughs) no okay well i can't say i have that's sorry um (laughs) catch my ass club (laughs) 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 sassafras sassafras. oh man um so finally you have jr eric bischoff puts him in this match uh with william regal landstorm with jerry lawler as his partner and I think the stipulation was if they lost, they would have to give up their commentary position. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what it was. Um, but the Dudley boys came out. They helped JR win. And Jim, so, yeah, Jim Ross has a pinfall victory over these guys, former Un-Americans. Uh, that being said, uh, they've just been going back and forth ever since. They just can't let it go. So Jerry Lawler, he's he had a match with Lance Storm, I believe, uh, lost by disqualification because Jerry knocked him out with uh, 
as you can see in the pay-per-view he has like a, a chain around his fist he's like i'll do it i'll do it boy and uh yeah <laughs> the funny another funny thing to note is uh uh about a week or so ago on raw uh, a horde of referees came out to pat down regal and storm which is really funny you kind of get a, a glimpse of that with nick patrick here uh, before the match, but uh, just a whole horde of these guys came out and were like, no, you can't do this. You can't cheat. I'm going to fill so, you uh, up so we can get them brass knucks. <laughs> I, I love how they never call Regal's brass knuckles brass knuckles. They just always call them brass knucks or those knucks. <laughs> those freaking hicks from the south. From the south. I think, I think um, uh, uh, my wife Crystal was watching with me and she was like, what is he saying? He's like, knucks, knuckles, brass knuckles. And she's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> she had no idea. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so, where was I? Yeah, I just, I'll call them brass nugs from now on. I'm sorry that I was uh, mispronouncing that word. <laughs> we start the match with a lockup between Storm and Bubba Ray, which sees Bubba get the better of Lance Storm. He tags in Devon, where Devon does his cool, twisting little clothesline maneuver. Lance Storm tags out to William Regal, but is met with a flying clothesline and a scoop slam, followed by an elbow drop, but it's only good for two. Devon starts working Regal over in the corner, but Storm and Regal work together to give Devon a double clothesline. That was cool. That was really cool to see. I didn't see anything like that, especially since one was on the outside, one was on the inside. Good ring psychology. Good ring psychology. Oh, just FYI, I'm eating uh, chips and salsa, and I'm periodically muting my mic. So if it just sounds like a cutout, don't worry, you're fine. Okay, good. I'm hungry. You know, it's you know, it's funny because I'm pretty lenient on like what you do because we're you know we're separate audio channels, but there will be times like um, I did. I'll I'll listen back for marketing purposes so I can like make a video or something. Yeah. And uh, I did the Steiner math on a ruthless talk once, and uh, like when I'm at the peak of what I'm saying, I I don't know if it's you or Jake, but you can audibly hear a drink being poured. I wasn't me. I had just, been Jake. It just drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because at the at the very end, I'll have to I'll have to get a clip of it so I can listen. I'm just like, who did that? Like, like, a, like a can drink? Like <laughs> no, but it's just like you can just hear it being poured. Oh man, it's no. Just... I was I was I was it... drink free. Don't you worry. I'm, I'm perfect. I'm professional. I got my finger on the mute button. Just kidding. Oh. Now you go talk about that important stuff, Levi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, William Regal hits a T-bone suplex to Devon, but it's only good for two. Uh, They continue to work over Devon for a good bit. Storm has Devon in a chin lock, but reversed makes a hot tag to Bubba Ray. Bubba Ray Dudley comes in and starts cleaning house. He clotheslines Storm several times before we get our first... Spagingo! I gotta say... Um, this match starts out smoking hot, like from the get go. As soon as the bell rings, like it's like bam, bam, bam. Bubba Ray, especially, really, really working overtime here. Yeah, you seem to like uh, Bubba Ray in this match a whole lot. I get, I could see that. I guess because um, I'm just so used to him in his later career, especially now where he's just basically just a, a big douchebag that comes in and beats people up with brute force so just seeing more more <laughs> agile i'm like wow man he really could go back then you know it impresses me yeah 
I feel you. I'm sure you're just like, well, he's not that great, you know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I thought this match wasn't as good as it could have been. I know you liked it and Jake liked it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, demons. Um, but um, <laughs> sorry, I have to say demons now. <laughs> I, 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 I've gotten you on that. I'm sorry. But I've, I've really, you know, I was really anticipating seeing Bubba Ray in this podcast because uh, when I listened to the Attitude Era podcast, they hyped him up so big. And I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see what he does in the Ruthless Aggression Era. But I've just been unimpressed. And I think really? a lot of where, I'm, I think a lot of, like he's been solid, like don't get me wrong, but I think a lot of where the steam let out for me was seeing him in that tag match with Triple H, and he just dumps him on his head. I'm just like, that's it for him. He ain't sniffing the world title anywhere near here ever again. I don't remember that. So, uh, I hate it for him, though. He just dropped him, and that cost him. But there for a good little bit. Looks like It looked like they were going to run with him, on Raw, anyway. Um, that's why you don't, you, don't touch, you don't touch the H, baby. So, yeah. Spigingo, number one. Uh, a huge back body drop to Lance Storm, you know. We call it the Spigingo now, for those who don't know. Uh, it's just, I forgot the name of the move, and Kyle, um, first I thought, first I think he said Squigingo, and then we just somehow got on Spigingo, because I guess we both forgot. But, <laughs> I, di- I digress. I digress. Anyway. We gotta uh, put a little. We'll put a little uh, stupid uh, cinema sins ding right here. It's a spagingo count number one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bubba gets Storm and Regal in the corner. He starts charging them and starts yelling, "Die, you bloody wanker!" That was so funny. I lulled and uh, gave a little bit of an XD. Dude, I XD'd real hard. I XD'd. Like I didn't make any noise. I was just like Levi XD'd until he squeed. Squee. Then he did a raw face. He <laughs> uh, then lands a splash to both of them. Devon Dudley makes a blind tag and immediately scales the top rope while Bubba is getting Regal in position for the what's up. What's up? The only thing that bothered me about this spot, like, it's a fun spot, you know, they go, <laughs> But uh, Nick Patrick, uh, in, like, psychology of the match wise Mm -hmm. as soon as he sees Devon scaling that top rope he just immediately goes and checks on Lance Storm unprompted like Lance isn't like you know like hey look at me or anything like that he's just like oh hey how you doing that sort of thing yeah and I'm just like this was like I hated it it just seemed not creative and but whatever he just he just willfully ignored the illegal move but whatever it's a ref's discretion. They hit a flapjack on Lance Storm, but it's only good for two. They go to size him up for the 3D, but Chief Morley comes out to distract the whole thing, of all people. Of all people. Who is, in in, uh, in two words, Kyle, who is Chief Morley, for those who don't know? <clears throat> Here's a clue. Hello, lady. <laughs> Want to see my wiener? That's what, that's oh, that the no. catchphrase, right? Want to see my wiener? <laughs> yeah, I just freaking um, what do you call him? Big juicy uh, Steven No, yeah, I can't remember his name. All of a sudden, I just said it last night. Val Venus. Val Venus. Yeah, because Val Venus, Venus is now Chief Morley. Yeah, whatever. 
pal. They yeah. were <laughs> going to first call him pal penis, but they were like, that's a little too on the nose. How about pal penis? <laughs> then he gained a lot uh, of weight, and they changed his name to Big Daddy P. No. <laughs> <laughs> This allows William Regal to pull out brass nooks out of thin air. And speaking of thin air, the camera is so fixated on Chief Morley arguing with the referee, we miss how the Dudleys pulled Regal into the 3D. So, presumably out of thin air, is how we got here. It appears, though, like uh, he pulled brass knuckles out of the the bottom turnbuckle pad. Yeah. So, that was kind of cool. That he was hiding it somewhere in the ring. The, the brass nooks. That those, those disgusting, filthy, putrid nooks. <laughs> uh, Bubba knocks uh, Morley off of the apron, which allows Devon to pick up the brass nooks and hit Lance Storm for the three count. We have new tag team champions. New tag uh, team champions. Up. <laughs> I thought the match was okay. I thought it was good. Uh, but, it was not, good. but not great. So I'll, I'll give it a... We are the bar. Mid thumb pointing towards up. Uh, I I personally give it a thumbs up. I don't think it's been as good as their work in the past that we've seen on the pay per views. I thought it was good. Right. I thought uh, Bubba Ray Devon. Uh, I mean, all of them really showcased their skills. But I don't know. Just kind of like, what did you take from it? It wasn't really a whole lot. Just a lot of brass nooks. And for me personally, I thought the the finish was a little wonky. Considering that, like, if you're being technical, uh, Devon and Bubba Ray are supposed to be kind of like the face here, and they just win kind of cheap. It's like, I know, it's like, oh, they're trying to get them with the nooks. Oh, and then they finally got them. Woo! Just like, you should just not need them then, you know? Right. It's like, he's trying to shoot him with this gun. Oh, he turned around and killed his family with a gun instead. Oh. I get where you're coming from, but I totally see why they did it. Uh, just because that was the story that was being told on Raw every week. You know, it's just like, oh, the oh, brass nooks, you know, someone needs to stop them. And uh, that's actually how Jim Ross uh, knocked out, I think it was William Regal. Yeah. He punched him and, and pinned him. It was actually kind of cool. Um, but um, I think that's the only reason they implemented the spot was, you know, like, hey, the, the Hills got their come up, their, their comeuppance. Is that the word? Yeah. Comeuppance is a good word. Come on, Levi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, where's your thumb at again? Did I miss it? Yeah, thumbs up. Pretty good little thumbs up. Yeah. I was like, some, if somebody asked, somebody's somebody. What was up with Kenny Omega, by the way, going? Like, I know that was that's the gif, but, like, what was the purpose in that? Uh, he was reacting to, um, that little, it's supposed to be like he was reacting to, like, the little online video that played before it. Or whatever. Okay. He was just, he was just being goofy. That was, that was the, that was the pre-show. They're allowed to be goofy in the pre-show. Uh, uh, up next, I don't think we mentioned in, in the the first uh, first go around with this. They had an old WWE Live ad, and I was like, oh, I remember seeing. Yeah, I remember seeing those. That and was just, a good boost of nostalgia. I know, man. All that like WWE Live ads, JVC Tower of Power, and all that stuff. Like it just gets me, gets me, gives me the warm fuzzies. I love it. I love one thing I miss. I miss pay per views having themes from like an artist or something that just has a new CD, and they'll be like. Oh, tonight's theme, uh, Stab You in the Waiter by Bone Crush, out now in stores and through Jive Records. It's like, oh, little advertisements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jive Records. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, so, 
Kyle, you want to take the, the reins on this promo that we have coming up? Oh uh, Yeah, Levi. Up next, we get a big old promo for uh, up-and-coming uh, megastar, current-day uh, megastar Nathan Jones, the uh, Australian dream. That's what they call him. No, they don't. <laughs> the Australian it starts out, dream. Australian dream, baby. Starts out uh, with a lot of news footage, talking about a big prison break down there in Australia. It kind of gets more specific, and it's calling Nathan the uh, the something of Bago Road. The Colossus it? of Bago Road. The Colossus of Bago. The Colossus of Bago Road. And, and it's like <laughs> hyping him up. And make I mean, it's it's showing him. I mean, big, massive dude. And he's like, oh, he's a little scary. And then it just shows him, and then it cuts to black, and it just says his name, and he goes, "I am Nathan Jones." Good day. Which I thought was a little <laughs> tacky. Just because it's like, you're Australian, you gotta say good day, teehee. Good day. But, like, I'm sure back then that was like, ooh, but now it's like, with hindsight, we're like, oh, we're entering the Nathan Jones era. <laughs> well, it's another thing, like Scott Steiner, it's like, who is this guy? It's like, mm, intrigue. But then, nothing. So. So, uh, we cut to Michael Cole and Taz. They're hyping up No Way Out in Montreal next month, and, uh, Kyle, uh, what's the theme song for that show? <sighs> we come to this now. Wake me up! Wake me up! That's ground wake up! Wake me up! I'm sorry, guys. I hate Evanescence. I hated that song. In sixth grade, everybody was like, yeah, Evanescence, wake me up! Woo! And headbanging, and I was like, get out of here! Get out! I remember watching Smackdown and just cringing every time that song came on. Ugh, hated it. <laughs> All this time, I, I, I can't believe I couldn't see. <laughs> oh, you. I can say. Uh, so up next we have oh boy oh man stepmother versus stepdaughter match it's Tori Wilson versus Don Marie Wilson and uh, this has Vince McMahon fetish written all over it yeah this is really weird that won't be the last time I say that in this calendar year either unfortunately to officially get in it here's the intro The match of the year you've been looking for. Don Marie versus Tori Wilson. Don Marie and Tori Wilson battle it out next. A week ago, I was the happiest woman in the world. I married my sweetheart, Al Wilson. And despite all the jealousy and all the interference of some of his family members. Al and I, we still fell in love. I want you to be happy, but you're being used. Don Marie is making you look ridiculous. Why can't you see it? We were on our honeymoon. Everything was so perfect. Al, are you ready? Come in here. Yeah. Again, Al, come on. Oh. Oh my god. Al. Honey. I'm feeling frisky. Al? 
hell. Al's pissed. I loved Al Wilson so much, and that's why I will respect his wishes, and I will present to you the public viewing of Al Wilson. <laughs> you said you would take care of me forever. Tori, the longer you stand here doing this, the more these people are going to see straight through you. I can't believe you actually think you're going to make these people believe that you loved your father. You didn't give a damn about your father. You didn't want your father to marry me. You didn't want your father to be happy. All you cared about was yourself. You killed your father. You did. So, what you think about the pre-match package? It highlighted the the wedding and honeymoon where Al passed away from death by snoo snoo. <laughs> uh, it was it was kind of creepy and dark and weird. Um, it's honestly kind of odd seeing Al play a fake dead version of himself, considering he actually did pass away. Rest in peace, Al Wilson. Um, but I mean, the whole thing with them, uh, Don Marie attacking. Uh, Tori at the at the funeral was pretty pretty intense. You know, I guess if there's one thing I can say was good, it was that it was kind of like oh shocking, oh my gosh, you know. Yeah, and that's really all I can say for that. <laughs> you know, and mostly it was just kind of dark and weird. So, um, Kyle, I sent you a picture a while mm-hmm. ago of them on their wedding day on SmackDown, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, which Don Marie she promised to. Uh, get married in the nude. That's that's such a Vincent Man thing. Go out there and say, say you're gonna get married naked. That'd be fun. To as you. much crap as people give Vince Russo, like uh, the other Vince was just as bad. Yeah. So uh, it's things uh, with with Vince Russo. I, I say his ideas were good as long as they are filtered. But Vince, being the head, his ideas were straight unfiltered and mm. exactly. So you got Don Marie in her underwear, but she's like, uh, I, they, they said that about me, but they never said anything about you, Al. I'm going to so, pull my wiener out. And everybody's going, dong, dong, dong. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just going. <laughs> <laughs> slapping everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. No. Um, so he gets, he strips down to his diaper, uh, <laughs> Kyle, can you describe this uh, exact attire for me? Okay, he's wearing these gigantic old man, just funky tidy whities and y- you notice something about him. <laughs> Some- something a little odd. Uh, they have this gigantic package in his pants to make it look like he's got this big mega dong. Like, it's not just like, it's not like a little bulgy. You know, like, it's, like, wrapped around his leg, like, comically so. 
It's like, doesn't that be funny? He's got a big dinghy. That's what she wants. <laughs> Nobody wants an old man. Old people are gross. <laughs> but this one, he packs a punch. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, so they get married. Yep. Um, and then the next week on SmackDown, you see their honeymoon, which... Uh, it's pretty much Don Marie like, ow, let's have sex. And she, and look, she, looks, like, she looks at the camera and goes, oh, what are you doing here, pervert? And just gets him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> but Al's just like, oh, again. And so um, we, end, we end SmackDown pretty much by, uh, she's like, uh, hey, let's do it 100 times. <laughs> Not a quote, but she's like, <laughs> Al. Al, ah, he's dead. And so uh, SmackDown ends with uh, them performing CPR on Al Wilson. Uh, only Kyle could see my air quotations there. They literally like shock him without clearing the room, or you know, saying clear, and uh, they just. <laughs> He fails the test or something, and they just pick him up on a stretcher and carry him out of the hotel room. <laughs> it's like, how illegal can we get here? Yeah. Uh, and so he's dead, probably he's dead. because of the medics. But um, uh, then we have his funeral, and uh, Kyle, what do you remember about the funeral of Al Wilson? Did you pay your respects back in the day? No, I did not pay my respects. Did you say, Allison. "Hey, teacher, I got I got to stay home from school today." I got I got to know. I got a note that says I'm mourning Al Wilson. <laughs> I got a week off from school. Oh my gosh. Just your whole school just left because they couldn't bear the weight of it anymore. I remember um distinctly on the news, the um the White House put the the flag to half mast for Al Wilson. <laughs> man um so yeah uh it appears that don's like putting on a front here at this wedding at wedding excuse me um funeral and um tori she comes in and don was like you never loved your father and the only real salvageable thing out of this was when don slaps tori tori sells it so well that it convinced me like man she's not only feeling a lot of physical pain but a lot of of emotional pain here because her face just told it all teary-eyed shocked like i loved it like mm -hmm. hall of famer toy wilson good job good job toy. uh and so they, that's like, that's like they, the only part they use in her hype package too they wrestle around and uh they <laughs> bump into al's casket and here's the thing stephanie pointed this out to me when al comes com uh, tumbling down uh, out of his casket his arms go from crossed to down by his side. He's bracing for impact. Oh my gosh, they used the real Al Wilson. <laughs> I loved it. It was so funny. So Dawn, she hits Tori over the head with the lamp, and here we are. Stepmother versus stepdaughter match. Yay. The match starts with Dawn blindsiding Tori with an elbow. Uh, oh yeah, it's worth noting that Don Marie comes out with a black veil, mm -hmm. and then she's uh, Tori was also wearing all white. It was like a weird contrasting outfit thing. I don't think it was on purpose though. 
The power of good versus evil. <gasps> there you go. Dawn is also introduced as Dawn Marie Wilson. So, worth noting. Uh, Tori responds by taking Dawn down and ramming her head against the mat. She throws her by her hair across the ring and then catapults her. But she doesn't catapult her into anything or out of the ring. Yeah, she just awkward. does it. She just does it. Yeah, it's just like an it's such an old SmackDown Games thing to do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. So um it kind of defeats the purpose of the move, but I digress. Dawn responds by getting her in an arm bar and starts working the arm over with her knees. And Dawn can be heard yelling, That's for your father! Uh. <coughs> Excuse me. That hurt my throat. Aww. They both legit butt heads in the match, which made me laugh. Couple of uh, butt heads. <laughs> Get it? Tori starts hitting arm drags, but Dawn springboards from the second rope hitting a clothesline. Uh, once again, we get, That was for your father. Uh, honestly, I liked that spot. I'm not going to lie. When she uh, springboards off the second rope. I was like, yeah. Good job, Don Marie. Good job, Donnie D. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the match ends when Don sizes up Tori for what looks like a Spagingo. Which would kill hers. Yeah. She killed the Wilson family. Yeah, she's wanting to destroy the Wilson bloodline. Uh, Tori kicks Dawn in the face and hits the finishing move, swinging neckbreaker. That's once again, finishing move, swinging neckbreaker. Which from now on I'll call the RK Ho. Uh, (laughs) One, two, three. Tori avenges her father's death, I guess, while simultaneously bearing this wonderfully bad feud. Uh, gets a dud rating from Meltzer. However, while this match wasn't good, it wasn't bad in my opinion. Nah. What do you think, Kyle? It. I mean, it was like I think it's just this feud was like the definition of Crash TV. Like none of it really had substance. It was all just in the moment stupidity. But you just kind of wanted to see where it would go. So I guess having this match, it was. I guess a bit of, like, fulfillment. Like, where can you go? It's like, Al's dead. They've already done all this goofy stuff. Finally, they'll just kill each other and be done with it. Uh, the ending was a little little fast. Like, I was like, oh, that's it? Okay. <laughs> and uh, it kind of scared me because Don Marie, at the end, as she was leaving, she was like, it's not over. And I was like, no! No, please! <laughs> End this! But no, it was, it was whatever. It was so middle of the road that... Whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it gets the big W for whatever. I will say it was a lot better than their match at No Mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'll give it a thumbs down, but slightly pointed towards middle. Yeah, I'd say the same, you know? It's a, it's a for like in con like as a match alone thumbs down but just in context like if you're following it like us you're probably gonna be like mm, let's let's put the thumb on the shelf and just kind of enjoy it for what it is you know <laughs> so we cut backstage to Stephanie she approaches Eric Bischoff speaking with Randy Orton Kyle can you take it from here uh, Randy Orton is wearing this big giant brown 2003 jacket he looks like he stepped out of like a boy band. Uh, just little boy Randy Orton 
like, okay, I'll see you later, baby. Um, they're Eric and Eric Bischoff coming up, Steph. They're both talking. Bischoff mentioned something about getting fired in thirty days. What was the context uh, yes. of that? Uh, so what happened here is uh, Eric Bischoff's running rough shot on Raw. You know, he put Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross in that match. He uh, sent out a hit on the Dudley Boys, where they just got jumped by all these dudes. Uh, and so Chief Morley informs Eric Bischoff that he got a phone call from Vince. And so he takes the call uh, and is like, Vince will be here next week. And so Vince McMahon, he shows up on Raw and he's like, Eric, when I hired you, uh, I heard you to be GM. He goes, uh, you've been doing a good job on Raw, but that's the problem. I wanted you to do a great job. And so uh, he's given him 30 days to just blow his mind. Mm-hmm. And so um, Eric Bischoff, he, you know, as in this promo, he's claiming that he's got a, a, what is it, a bombshell, he says? Yeah, he mentions a bombshell. They talk a little bit, and then Stephanie's like, <laughs> I got a bombshell too, Big Daddy. <laughs> she makes little kissy faces at him, and he gets all like angry, like, go! But he's like, that's not funny. My job's at stake. Yours is not, you jerk. <laughs> that was funny. Like, that's basically that's basically the promo. It's just to kind of get them both to get over their own little bombshells. Um, but there's this part in it that I wrote down because I was like, oh my gosh. Stephanie said something like, uh, well, you know, Eric, because uh, it was talking about, I think Eric was saying like, oh, you know, uh, you know, Vince, you know, McMahon's, you know, might not have your back in this situation. Stephanie's like, well, blood is thicker than water. And then Eric says something like, well, uh, that may be true, but money is thicker than blood. <laughs> and that seems kind of like, think about. So bad. Thinking about WWE and, like, you know, doing the whole, like, Saudi Super Show thing now, I'm like. <laughs> uh, it makes me go, like. <laughs> it's too true. Too true too for true. you. Well, Ruthies, we're going to cut to a commercial break. And, uh, well, Kyle, do you, do you have any, any way to cut us to break here? Hey, what's that at the door? I'm a commercial break, sucker. Oh, my God. We'll be back. <laughs> this is an ordinary man. Honey, I'm home. I made dinner. This is a hungry man. Baby, I'm home. How was work today? A few body slams, the usual. I'm starving. What's for dinner? I made your favorite. Hungry man. A whole pound of food men love. Fried chicken, mashed potatoes, corn and pudding. Mind if I join you? Hungry man from Swanson. It's good to be full. Get your own sucker! Stupid bloody bag, never get the bloody hey, Dad. No, 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 I'm just trying really to show you I've something. got something to do, I'm trying to get this. I really should see this. What, what, what is it then, what is it? These aren't Pepsis. That Pepsi twists. You're, you're a bunch of bloody magicians. We're not the Osborns. You're not? We're the Osmonds. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Yeah! Sharon, the kids have turned into the husbands. Oh, they're there, dear. Go back to sleep. Like twists? Pepsi Twist and Diet Pepsi Twist. It's a twist on a great thing. Dare 
Daredevil, the album. 20 brand new songs featuring Evanescence. Plus, more new music from Fuel, Nickelback, The Calling, Hoobastank, Moby, Drowning Pool featuring Rob Zombie, Chevelle, Saliva, and more. Daredevil, the album. 20 brand new songs. CD in stores now. Yeah. Let's start living down here. Look. Hey, Alright, come on, man. How you feel? If you had one shot. I'm saving up enough cash to get out of this place. One opportunity. I'm on my way. I'm taking you with me. Sees everything you ever wanted. If something's gonna happen, it needs to happen now. Did you capture it? It's my boy Bunny Rabbit. He's a genius. Just let it slip. What are you doing with your life that's so great? Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He knows. He won't have it, he knows His whole back's to these ropes It don't matter, he's dope He knows that, but he's pro He's so stagnant, he knows When he goes back to this mobile home That's when it's back to the lab again, yo This old rhapsody better go capture this moment And hope it don't prove it Lose yourself in the music The moment you hold it You better never let it go You only get one shot Do not miss your chance to blow This opportunity comes once in a lifetime You better lose yourself in the music The moment you hold it Practice podcast, practice podcast, doing the noises that we do on the show, doing the noise we do on the show, boo or goo, coming up soon, you don't know what to do. So if you like those types of shenanigans, but you need to listen to my show with that guy over there, Alex, and that guy over there, Jake, it's my show with Alex and Jake, the flagship show of the Red Arrow Network, everywhere podcasts are available. We have Triple H, the game, world heavyweight champion, versus Scott Steiner. And uh, we had a pre-match package here that was fairly decent. Um, it just kind of highlights what they've been doing. Uh, they've been going through all these sorts of competitions. and We saw Triple H and Scott Steiner in a pose down, which saw Triple H hire these dudes from the front row, presumably. 
and Scott Steiner gets what seems like legitimately upset. He's like, this gas. Well, why don't, why don't you do a reenactment, Kyle, since you're better Scott Steiner than me? You mean when he finally addressed it on Raw? Yeah. <laughs> it's goofy because like they've been doing all these these little boy kind of like, oh, oh, look at me, we're going we're gonna to have a little pose off that arm wrestling TV. And then on Raw, Steiner comes out, and he's like, week after week, Triple H's been coming up with his games. And it's like, well, I wonder why, Scott. What is it they call him again? <laughs> right. He don't get it. No yeah, one's filled him it. in. No one answered. <laughs> I only like my freaks and my pinks. <laughs> so, basically... The sum of it is, Scott Steiner, dumb, Triple H, smart and mean. Uh, I know, yeah. right? And they're trying to build um, Scott Steiner up and they're like a big goofy idiot. Is Scott Steiner a main event player or is he a pretender? Let's find out. It's the match you wanted to see. The game, Triple H versus Big Father Flex, Scott Steiner. <laughs> big Father Flex. Triple H is wearing red this evening, and uh, according to Jake from my show with Alex and Jake, this could possibly mean that Triple H is losing. It's like an homage to Ric Flair, so that's that's fun. It's always fun. Um, I didn't know that. It's like a crazy little wrestling factoid to me. I will say real quick, uh, just the start. Um, I don't know if we've really said it in the past. I'm sure we probably have and we heard it in the past, but Scott Steiner's theme is absolute garbage. Really? You think so? I hate it. It's like, okay, like the actual music part is good, but it is drowned out by the freaking siren stuff. That is never good in the theme. It's just like right to censor. So I'm going to guess that you're not a fan of Cesaro's old theme. I feel like Cesaro's theme is better in that, like, it starts out like, and then it kind of fades that out, and the music overtakes it. Yeah. Whereas, like, Scott and Right to Censor, they just play them both at the same time, and so it's like, you can't really hear the music over the siren. Mm-hmm. I feel you, Big Daddy. As Jerry Lawler is running down the events that took place on Raw, he says uh, the pose-down contest was... Uh, the, the judges, that is. They were uh, from American Idol. They were phonier than American Idol. Excuse me. My autocorrect flubbed me over. That's phonier than American Idol. So it's very topical reference. You know? <laughs> um, that's one that just kind of made me like, ugh. Ugh. It's like, that's funny, right? We're real. They're fake. Get it? Because there's wrestling. <laughs> But he also said he didn't think that Triple H feared Scott Steiner in the traditional sense, but rather he's unsure of just what Steiner's capable of, which I thought was a solid line from yeah. old Kingfish. I was about to say, yeah, that actually is pretty solid. That's, that's some building stuff. Too bad it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? If they were to go one-on-one again, I guarantee Scott Steiner would win. <laughs> oh my god, no. That sounds like a really bad like WrestleMania-Triple H match. Like a big ego match he would do. Mm-hmm. So Earl Abner, he talks before the match, and he's like, uh, I ain't putting up no crap! I gave it a real good big fight kind of feel to it, which is really sad, because like, going into it, it feels like they're making this out to be important. It's like a make-or-break moment for Steiner. 
Unfortunately. Anyway. Unfortunately, <laughs> The match begins with Scott Steiner laying into Triple H with clubbing blows and knife-edge chops. And to Steiner's credit, him just wailing on the back of Triple H just looked like it hurt. Yeah, they're, they're throwing some hard punches, man. Like they're going at it. Do you think that was Scott being stiff or that he just made it look good? It's hard to tell watching it. I, I think I, I like to believe he just makes it look good, but at the same time, I don't know. Scott Steiner always, like, watching him wrestle, not just here, but in other places, he's always, like, on that fine line between, like, oh, he's a wrestler, and he's, like, kind of almost really shoot-fighting on people. Right. So, it's up in the air. I just, I don't know. So, after this, he, uh, this kind of, like, flurry of attack, he yells, I'm the man. Which, uh, Kyle, what might that sound like? I'm the man! <laughs> He military presses Triple H, uh, and then Triple H rolls out of the ring. The action then moves to the outside, where Steiner gives a good-looking clothesline. I, I will say, followed real quick, sorry, that military press was good, but that was like the beginning of the end for him. Absolutely. Like, it makes me sad. Uh, in another world, this like if this was a few years before, this would have been a dream match. It's kind of sad this is happening in the circumstances it is. Yeah, he gives a good-looking clothesline on the outside, but it's then followed by a very unimpressive shoves to the ring post and barricade. Mm-mm. Weak. Like, he did it so lackadaisically that it took me out of it. Me too. He's just like, come on. Come on now. And Triple H, to his credit, to Triple H's credit, he's really trying to sell him there. He's trying to get him over in a lot of places in this match, but Scott... No, no, it just doesn't give him an inch. <laughs> It be, yeah, it became more about Triple H selling the move than it should have equally been Scott performing the move. Mm-hmm. Which is like a very this modern day age Kurt Angle thing to do. But that's because Kurt Angle's been through so much. Yeah, I mean, ten, like this is like Scott Steiner just like a few years removed from being like the top main event guy in WCW. So... So Scott, he suplexes Triple H back into the ring from the apron. He gets in a Boston Crab. Boston Crab. And, st- <laughs> oh and then starts elbowing Triple H in his face. He looked he could barely even bend his knees into that crab. It looked really bad. What if this was Kurt Angle cosplaying as Scott <laughs> He just got a time machine and came back in time. <laughs> So Earl Hebner, he scolds him for the elbows, but Scott just replies, "Shut up," which is really weird because isn't like isn't Scott Steiner supposed to be the face in all this? He's supposed to be the guy they're yes. pumping up. It, he's very heelish. It's very awkward. I mean, no one don't tell Scott Steiner nothing. Which is, I mean, that's kind of like on WWE. I'd say, like, why are they bringing Scott Steiner in as a face? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it could work, but uh, anyway. <sighs> Steiner goes from what I'm sure is a devastating spingo, but Triple H reverses into a knee face buster, which Steiner no sells. Steiner then locks in a bear hug, but Triple H is able to escape by raking the eyes. Triple H runs after him, but gets an overhead belly to belly for his troubles. Triple H is able to gain advantage after giving Steiner a boot in the corner. He, was that the one? Uh, that, that was the one that looked pretty stiff, wasn't it? It was this stiff. It was yeah. real stiff, like almost. Do like, you think that was a receipt? I want to say yeah. 
honestly. Just because Steiner's just, like, not working well up until this point. Like you said, like we said before, it almost seems like he actually is hitting him with those blows, and then just, like, everything else he's doing, he's just not handling him well. He's just like, Yeah, I'm the big booty daddy! Let me show you my stuff, everybody! Boom, bam! And <laughs> Triple H is probably just real sick of it. He's like, I gotta be in the ring with this asshole. I gotta sell his stuff to make him look good. Get out of here, you know? Could be. So Triple H, he takes it outside and rams Steiner into the still steps. And we get a see- Ste- Steiner hit his head hard at that point, I'd say, real quick. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. I just fumbled over my words that I was going to say. <laughs> Crazy. Swinging neckbreaker, or the RK Ho. From Triple H, <laughs> but it's only the good RK for two. <laughs> Triple H starts stomping Steiner in the corner. He then distracts the ref so that Flair on the outside can choke Steiner with his Armani jacket. Uh, uh, this, this is what made me mad. This is what made me go, get out of here, Steiner. Steiner is no selling Ric Flair at all. Like, he's choking the crap out of him, and Rick, he's being Rick. He's like, get out of here, you're gonna die! And Scott's just, like, laying there like, what's going on? What's happening at all? You can't expect Steiner to sell for Ric Flair. I I guess not. Whatever. With your little boy haircut and your cookie little teeth. Hmm, Him talking about little boy. He's got that little boy face. Get out of here. Little boy eyes. Little boy eyes. Towards the end of the match, it's like you can tell at some point Scott realized it's not going well for him. Like he started to read the crowd. He's feeling gassed. It's like he feels exposed. And he just looks like a lost little boy. Like he just like, you know, was in a big marketplace, got separated from his mom, and he's staring around like, oh, oh, little boy. (laughs) I need to find an employee so they can page them to the front of the store. (laughs) Where's my peaks and my freaks? I'm lost. Uh, so, uh, where was I? Oh, uh, we get a bit of a good sequence here where Triple H goes for a clothesline. Scott ducks and goes for a clothesline of his own, but Triple H reverses into a neckbreaker, which ends up being a two-count pinfall. Yeah. Triple H goes for a pedigree, but Steiner reverses into a catapult. And I'm not sure if he was just selling at this point, but Steiner looked legit gassed. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think he was legit gassed. Like I said, I, which yeah, I think we're on the same. I could tell there. from his face. He, like I said, this is the point when he started to look like a lost little boy. <laughs> it looks like Steiner is going for a tombstone, and there's just no way that he's like yeah, selling it. It was something. I don't. <clears throat> that man is tired. Triple H reverses into like uh, Steiner in the air, and. Um, He's just handling Steiner in midair with ease by comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes for what looks like uh, he goes for what looks like another neck breaker, but Steiner goes forward. So like, <laughs> it's like what your happened? Guess, <laughs> your guess is as good I as remember, mine. I think, I think Jr. tried to be like, oh, it's a variation of a neck breaker or something like that. <laughs> just trying to put it over. <laughs> he wanted to be like, well, Steiner's stupid and went the wrong way, folks. Bear with us, you know. <laughs> But it's only good for two, so who cares? Um, after looking, like, this is where I was just like, he's legit sucking wind. Like, he, yeah. he is gassed. But the thing is, like, you know, give him a rest hold. Like, there have been no rest holds up to this point. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, well, it's the big show. Uh, Triple H <laughs> comes off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well. 
<laughs> Triple H comes off the second rope. It gets caught in a belly to belly. Steiner starts to mount a comeback with clotheslines, and of course, Spagingo! Spagingo! Followed by a couple of belly to bellies. The crowd starts to turn on Steiner for all the belly to bellies. It's kind of like when you're playing WWF Attitude and you do the same move over and over again. That this is like officially the point when like it's such an it's like an emotional roller coaster. This match, uh, not in the good way. It's not like a good match where you're just like, oh, I can't wait for that guy to win. Oh, but that guy's proven he's worth it. Oh, what's going? How's it going to end? It's the opposite. <laughs> it's like this could be all right. This isn't all right. This guy's a jerk. I kind of feel bad for this guy now. <laughs> he he is so exposed. And at this point, I was like, how old is Steiner? They're throwing him out here to, like, the wolves at this point. Scott Steiner was just 40 years old. Like, he wasn't terrible. I mean, Ric Flair is, like, 50 at this point, and he was going harder just a few pay-per-views back than Steiner, and he was making it look way easier. Exactly. And Scott Steiner remembered that. So he's like, I'm going to no-sell Ric Flair to make <laughs> me look better. <laughs> It's like, it's where you get for being older and acting younger <laughs> than me who's younger acting older. Shut up! He's <laughs> 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 fat! <laughs> uh, then we get an infamous botch where Steiner goes for what looks to be a pedigree, but lifts up Triple H and uh, just kind of drops him. Yeah. The crowd are loudly booing at this <sighs> point. Steiner gets a superplex, but it's too late. Crowd want none of it. After this, Flair grabs the title and Triple H, and uh, he says, they're leaving. Steiner comes after them, which prompts Flair to make a distraction while Triple H attempts to hit Steiner with the belt. But Steiner catches him and hits him instead with the belt. This causes a completely unnecessary blade job with Triple H. They brawl back into the ring where Scott hits a you guessed it. Spook. A belly to belly. Oh, I thought you were saying Spagingo. I was getting ready to say <laughs> you didn't guess it. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's just so Spagingo. many. I'm ready to say the Spagingo. Triple H tries to flee, but Scott brings him back. Scott starts taunting Triple H and asks him, I gotta ask, are you a virgin? <laughs> I gotta ask Scott Steyer, are you a virgin? <laughs> It's like, oh, I think that's it from business. No, what do you think I'm doing with darling freaks? I, you know, I, I, you do that thing you do with the wieners. Boo, virgin, virgin. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> oh. We'll never get over that. That was the best. I gotta ask, are you a virgin? My favorite one is when you turn it into JR. He's like, oh, I, 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 what is that? I do things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but for real, it's really gross. <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. Couldn't help it. Um, if I meet, if I meet uh, King one day, I'm just going to have to ask him to read you that line. i got to ask. King, are you I'm in a, I'm in a QA session. Like, hey, uh, yeah, my name's Kyle from Tennessee. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking my question. Uh, Mr. This one's for Mr. Uh, uh, Lawler. Um, are you a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I hope no, this happens. No, no. 
listeners, fun fun a trip for us to meet Jerry Lawler and uh, we so we can ask. Ask me, he's a virgin. Uh, so yeah, Scott he starts taunting Triple H by doing push-ups, and the crowd is now very very loudly booing. Uh, Flair demands the match to be stopped, as I'm sure everyone else did. Yeah, save us from but, this! Come on. And Hebner he he's checking, but he's like, no way. And uh, I'm going to splice this in, but uh, Flair, he gets up on the apron and proceeds to drop an F-bomb. And now Steiner is trying to open that cut up some more of those hard right hands. But did you hear some of these fans? I mean, let's face it, Triple H is from Greenwich, Connecticut. Flair wants the match stop. What? Flair wants the match stop because of the, of the cut. Until he starts yelling at Havner. He says, shut the F up. <laughs> That's so Flair. funny. Flair, Flair is golden. Throughout this, honestly, like, Flair's the highlight of this match. <laughs> no kidding. He His entertainment saved some of it, you know. In an attempt to get disqualified, Triple H sends Hebner out of the ring, but Hebner refuses to disqualify Triple H, telling him, Y'all wrestle! <laughs> Y'all wrestle, boy! Triple H goes to swing at Hebner, but is intervened by Steiner. By Steiner hitting a... Belly to belly. Ric Flair mounts the apron and very loudly yells, This is BS. Triple H hits a low blow while Rick is distracting the ref, but only gets a two-count pinfall. End this match, please! I know. They're, they're, dra- they're dragging it out. Triple H then gets his trusty sledgehammer and hits Steiner in the gut. The crowd are not happy. Hebner is scolding Triple H, but Triple H doesn't care. He's about to hit Scott Steiner in the back with the sledgehammer, and uh, a legit LOL moment came from it when they switched camera angles to show Hebner snatching the sledgehammer away, but all you can focus on is Scott Steiner's pink thong. Yeah, that thing is pretty notable. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, uh, wrestlers in the past, I you know, they've worn thongs. It's kind of one of those things. It's like, you know, you either wear an athletic supporter or you wear basically the same thing, but it's the thong variant. Remember uh, Edge talking about that a lot. You know, it frees you up. You're more mobile. But Scott, he just went for like the like the the fancy the fancy man thong here. Like it was like Lita. <laughs> it was funny. So, so he was channeling. It's like you like my whale tail. Checking it out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Triple H he shoves Hebner away. He goes to hit Steiner, but the power of his thong helps him to stop. The power Triple of H. the thong. <laughs> Straining for the Golden Thong Awards, 03. Yeah, so we got the men's division for Golden Thong. Oh my gosh. First ever historic men's Golden Thong. So Steiner, he takes the sledgehammer. He decks Triple H with it. Flair comes to stop him, but he gets hit in the tummy as well, to which he hilariously oversells. And he goes, my tummy! (laughs) Steiner gives him one more good lick and then panders to the crowd, which doesn't work. No. Very loud boos. Yeah. Scott Steiner gets in the Steiner recliner, to which the refs come and try to break up. We even get Eric Bischoff coming out 
to plead with Steiner to let him go, which works. He lets go. I, I, uh, I will say that's like the only highlight. Like if this match had gone well and Scott had looked strong and everybody was cheering him, that moment would be really cool. Because, yeah, I mean, he looked dominant, and he was, like, taking this, like, dying Triple H, and, like, he was going to rip his head off, and he got four dudes trying to pull away. Full away his big arms! It doesn't work, but too bad. What a mess. <laughs> what a mess, yeah. Hot, hot mess. I will say, though, despite what everyone has said about this match, I don't think it was that bad. Uh, mm. It wasn't good. No. It was, it was not even close to good. But I have seen much, much worse. Yeah. I would say that even the crowd was a bit too harsh on it, but I also can't fault them for wanting excellence. This is one of the big four. This has to be like a game, you know, like, so I can't, you know, I'm stuck somewhere in the middle. I would say mid thumb pointing just towards down. And it's unfortunate because you had this huge build since Survivor Series with Scott Steiner and nothing. And all the commentary says is, you know, oh, I have to think if they win what I want again, Scott Steiner would win. And uh, yeah. I don't think that at all. I know, right? Like, uh, commentary working overtime trying to put him over during this. But I kind of agree with you. I don't absolutely hate it. Just watching it, it, like I said, you feel emotions watching it. Um, I think the crowd was too harsh, because by the end, it kind of... I didn't. I won't say it kind of started to salvage itself, but it started to kind of get to the point. Um, and that was entertaining. But, Scott, oh my gosh. Scott was so bad during this. Overexposed, just did not look very strong. People got sick of seeing him, but... You know, it is what it is, and it wasn't absolutely terrible. It's 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 entertaining, albeit not a very good wrestling match, and so it gets kind of a, a middle middle of the road kind of mid thumb. His face right now, he's hurting right now, and uh, Big Papa Pump Freakzilla, he came, he saw, he kicked some ass. But coming up next, I cannot wait, ladies and gentlemen, the WWE title is on the line. The champion Kurt Angle against the man who I believe has his number, the Rabbit Wolverine. Chris Benoit. Well, Chris Benoit's determination to be WWE champion has reached an all-time high. And tonight, the Rapid Wolverine gets his shot. The Big Uh-oh. Show is going to show off the choke slam. Wait a minute. Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. F5. I mean, that's... That's... 
That's why you tore every freaking cartilage and ligament in my knee. Brock Lesnar will never have the opportunity to do this to you again because I have what they call a contingency plan. This concept is called Team Angle. This matchup to determine the number one contender to meet Kurt Angle at the Royal Rumble for the WWE uh -oh. title. Benoit countered! He's in the through! Hooks the line! Benoit wins! Benoit meets Kurt Angle at the Rumble! This is dangerous for Benoit! Oh no! The name of the game is wrestling, and that's what we do best. If I were Chris Benoit, I'd be worried sick. Tick, tock, tick, tock. There's only so much time left until I am crowned the new WWE champion. I will take you down like the punk that you are. Kurt Angle, let Chris Benoit know you want to take this championship. Good luck. Kurt Angle. Maybe a protected champion, but if there's one thing that I believe in, is that I better than Kurt Angle. Will Chris Benoit realize his life's dream at the Rumble? It's Angle and Benoit for the WWE title. So, uh, who we got up next, Kyle? We got the big one. They were both backstage. Kurt Angle uh, knocked over Crispin Benoit's orange juice. And here we are now. The, the orange juice will get you, man. <laughs> but obviously this has been a feud that's been building for the past several months. Um, I guess as far back as Unforgiven when they had their first match. Is that correct? I believe so. I believe so. And it was, it was, it was a slobber knocker, ladies and gentlemen. And from there, they've been, you know, like, tag team. Oh, how can I tag with this guy? That'd be like me and Kyle trying to tag team. Like, I'd have yeah. to carry him the whole time. I'd be like, get out of here, boy. <laughs> but no, you know, we saw a pretty good uh, team between them. And now it's culminated to this for the WWE title. In the meantime, we saw Team Angle debut on SmackDown. And they've just been giving Chris Benoit to go at it and just... Choking him out with a crutch and just putting the hands to him. Big Show is all part of this stable, and uh, it's it's just a mess. And you know, if I didn't mention it before, I'm pretty sure I did. But yeah, um, uh, Kurt Angle recently aligned himself with Paul Heyman uh, the night after he won the WWE Championship. So um, Kurt Angle's got a pretty stacked corner. But will it be enough to overcome that rabid old Wolverine? He's going to bite him. He's going to bite him with them, them teeth, them crazy teeth he's got. <laughs> so, uh, I thought the pre-match package did a pretty good job of catching everything up to speed. Kyle, do you have anything to note from the pre-match package? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it fully informed me. <laughs> it was good. I mean, there's a lot that happened. It's pretty complex, but I don't know. I guess it was kind of like a good highlight of how good SmackDown was at the time as far as weaving narrative. It was just so seamless in and out, like from one to the other, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It is good. It got me. It got me really uh, amped up for this match. Cause I mean, Kurt Angle versus Benoit already sounds great. But with the uh, little backstory they gave, I was like, I gotta see the end of this one. The end is near. <laughs> <laughs> so to start the match, or before the match starts, rather, Team Angle are immediately thrown out. They said, "Go get." I said, hey, you two, go get I know you shouldn't bench, man. I see you over there. <laughs> I see you hiding behind that waterfall, boy. You're going to get out of here. That waterfall. You know, I heard you say that earlier. And I was like, waterfall? What is he talking about? And I was like, oh, yeah, at at the the stage. Yeah, the stage and the waterfall set. I didn't even realize it was a waterfall. Like, honestly, whenever I was watching the pay-per-view at first and they were doing, like, the big sweep crane shots, I was like, oh, the stage is just a big TV? That's lame. It reminded me of like a pay-per-view from today or something. And then they had a shot at some point during the night where the camera just got way too close and it just, it just got drenched or something. It was like all beaded yeah, with yeah. water. And I was like, oh crap, that's a waterfall projection. Well, now that you say that, I thought it was cool uh, when they did that for Lance Storm's entrance. Like they get the rain on the camera lens because, you know, it's Lance Storm. He's very like drunk. <laughs> but, uh... Um, did Lance Storm ever team with the Hurricane? And then they are the new natural disasters? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, up until the end of that, rather. But like, <laughs> because Lance Storm, uh, next in, in the next year, will go on to do his little uh, fun party guy gimmick. It's very short-lived. Yeah. Uh, so maybe? Maybe? I don't know. Or, or, or Jinja. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> if you're listening, you're invited. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more about Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. But first, let me tell you about Joey's Super Cool Food Review. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. No, no, no. it's like a. Uh, now, now, Kyle, I know, I know how you feel about, uh, you know, uh, the hurricane and how he uh, fell from the 20-foot ladder. Uh, but, Joey, what do you think? Oh, what? I think it was... It's a really good move. <laughs> oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Joe. Thanks. Can I call you Joe? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm back. Oh, there he is. Chris Benoit hits a shoulder block and attempts a sharpshooter, but Angle quickly gets out of it and goes to the outside. Kurt tries to get at Benoit's leg, but gets hit with a drop kick. Angle sends Benoit to the ring post and starts just wailing on him. Benoit comes back with a bunch of chops, but gets a knee in the gut. Angle hits a gut buster onto the ropes. What the hell is that? Sorry. <laughs> what was that? I was... I was, I was I, I, my phone glowed notification, and I clicked it, and it opened up, uh, just kind of, like, unlocked my phone, and it was, like, on some random thing on Twitter, and I guess I accidentally, like, had my thumb on a video, and I guess it had music, so I going like, ah. I guess this is as good as time as any to remind you to follow at RuthlessPodKyle on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, baby! I've been more active lately. I don't know. I think, 
I'm more active just because, like, since Double Nothing, like, wrestling Twitter has been a, a hell of a lot more positive. It's refreshing, honestly. <laughs> so Kurt sends Benoit into the ring post and lands a bunch of just big old hits on him. Just starts hitting him. But Chris comes back, he gets a bunch of chops in and a knee to the gut. Angle hits a gut buster onto the ropes, and they fight on the apron with Chris hitting a DDT onto the apron, which gives Kurt Angle a little color. Oh yeah, was it was it the one where he uh, he did it to uh, on the outside apron? Yes. Yeah, that one was like ooh, that was nasty. He's like, hey, we're going outside, and uh, wham, we taking it outside, baby. Hey, hold on, just a second while I get a pen. Uh, I forgot. I'm, uh, I'm still keeping count belly of belly to bellies belly. and yeah. spagingos. Oh, just give me one second. <laughs> hey, woman. Come make me pizza rolls. Chris Benoit goes for a diving headbutt, but Angle is able to escape it. He goes for an Angle slam, but Benoit counters. He applies a sharpshooter, but Kurt drags himself to the ropes. He goes for a back suplex, but it's only good for two. Kurt Angle comes back with an overhead, belly to belly. I was going to say, Kurt Angle does the best belly to belly. It's like he just puts his, his, his everything into it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Points to Brock for doing that to the big show. That's all I got to say. I think. I mean, Brock yeah, Brock, he does fan- the best. He'd- I think. Kurt does the best. Well, that's where we disagree. <laughs> no, no. Aggression, disagreement. I, I, I do kind of like agree with you, but like also I'm just like, well, Brock's my personal favorite, you know. Brock's my big baby boy. So, I, I give a big old kiss on the lips. So anyway, go ahead. No, I'm just saying his 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 uh his belly to bellies look fantastic. I guess it's just yeah. kind of like that. Uh, I don't know. You just it just seems powerful. I guess kind of just that genuine like olympic wrestling kind of background kind of shines through in a lot of his moves like that you know um, yeah anyways anyway i'm, I'm just anyway. talking so yeah kurt's working him over benoit is able to fight out uh he goes for two german suplexes anger counters anger anger <laughs> I'm like stupid. i'm kurt anger that's what he screams kurt whenever anger. he undoes the straps i'm kurt anger <laughs> well kurt anger Kangle. <laughs> Kanger. He, re- he reverses, but Benoit breaks out and hits his third trifecta German suplex. Nice. Chris Benoit goes up for the diving headbutt again, but Kurt scales to the top rope and hits a belly to belly yeah. off the top. <laughs> but it's only good for two. Kurt goes for the angle slam, but Benoit counters and applies the Crippler crossface. Oh, man. Yeah, that's like the beginning of a gigantic sequence that I absolutely loved. And at this point, just Chris is just trying every way he can to just keep it synced in. Oh, yeah. Like, th- I mean, this match, like, so far has been just really, really intense. Like, both of these guys are just really giving it their all. And, it, and I don't know. I just think it's kind of neat, just kind of like the story that's being told, because... You know, Kurt playing up the heel. You know, he's got his little angle squad cronies, but like, no, they're gone. And it's like, they're just two dudes just settling it. Mono y mono. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's, it's great. Nothing like prime Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle uh, picks up the ankle lock and is able to get one in of his own. 
So we get counter after counter with Kurt rolling through and standing up to hit an angle slam while in the crossface. That was cool. And he just slowly covers him, but it's only good for two. Kurt Angle applies the ankle lock, but Benoit rolls through, sending Angle into the turnbuckle. Angle tries a German suplex, but Benoit rolls through into a cradle for a near fall. The match ends when Benoit gets a diving headbutt that he just soars across all the way across the ring. It's amazing. Yeah, that's like over halfway across the ring. It was nuts. It's one of those things where you see it and you're like, oh, I gotta say, I know I've said this before, but, uh, Oh, I I enjoy Taz and Michael Cole. They're not perfect. They're like a guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> well, why do you bring that up? What about that spot made you say, "Oh yeah, th- Michael Cole and Taz"? Because I just remember just Taz at this point, be like, "Oh man, it's the what I have way across the ring" or something like that. <laughs> no kidding. It's like whenever Taz is on the mic, being goofy and stupid, it's almost like he's not like. Uh, Kind of like Jr. and where he's like, "Oh my God! Oh, I'm trying to make this intense." It's almost like he's standing next to you, actually watching the match, and turning towards him, being like, "Whoa! Did you just see that? That was crazy! That was nuts! Oh man!" You know, Taz is just one of the guys. Yeah, for real. That's best to describe it. I don't know. Better than he, Kane he... could ever be. Oh, shots fired! So Angle, he's able to alley oop Benoit. He gets him onto the top turnbuckle. And Kurt follows this up with uh, an angle slam, but only gets two. Chris Benoit gets a cross face, but Angle rolls through into the ankle lock again. And Benoit, he, he just makes several attempts to uh, get out, but oh, Kurt yeah. holds on. I know. Like, at this point, it was like you see like the desperation. And it's like, and at some point, you're just like, no, Angle. Like, it really showed how, how good Angle is at the, the angle lock. Like, it's genuinely a match ending submission because he just when you got him in that point it's like you just knew Benoit's gonna lose there's no way and after all this you know uh, after all this ankle lock being in for so long Benoit just finally taps out and Kurt Angle wins mm-hmm. it was one of those things though where it's like it was so intense and so back and forth uh, like in the absolute best way that it's like even though Benoit lost, it's like he still looks strong in defeat, you know? Right. Because, like, it was just... He just got him, like, perfectly. Because if he, if he... If Kurt Angle had let up just the tiniest bit, Benoit would have slipped out and it would have kept going, you know? Exactly. That is, that is really good. Well, that's the thing. I feel like in kayfabe, Kurt... Um, he didn't want it to go down this way, but perhaps something turned in his head. And this is just fan theory. That he had something to a prove. A fan theory. What do you think, Kyle? No, I get you. I, 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 I agree. I think it's kind of just like, you know, um, he was like, yeah, this is it. I got to end this now. Otherwise, it's going to keep going. Because this guy, you know, he's just going to keep getting back up. And he just threw down and was like, I got to put in the perfect ankle lock. There's no pinning, just submitting. And yeah, but overall, in the match, this thing was amazingly good like humongous thumbs up for me go ahead and say that right now and i i think uh you know going into it after what we had seen previously of their series of matches like already like i was you know if i brought those up i'm like those are some of my favorite matches period they're just so good 
and I was pleasantly surprised that this one uh, topped them. Like, this is probably the best one of theirs that we've seen thus far. So, yeah, huge thumbs up for me. Yeah, same here. And really, the biggest thing I would note is this is a tale of two matches. Meaning that, like, you take what we just saw in Scott Steiner versus Triple H, and that just being the pits, like, bad. <laughs> it's like this matches the apology. <laughs> Whereas, you know, Scott's sucking down air, you know, gas out of his mind. His thong is showing for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but there's guys he's tired his thong is showing he just wants to go home <laughs> but this was a clean bout cutting all one cleanly uh and it was just fast and went longer like this is what a match ought to a pay-per-view match ought to be oh yeah oh yeah it, like this is straight up pay-per-view quality like this is you don't you don't see this on a monday night folks this is like what you pay to see and it delivered yeah, baby, this is what you see on Tuesday nights, aired on Thursday. Ah, oh, yeah, the end is near. Um, so, I was going to say, though, at the end of this match, it was kind of like, I mean, it was a nice thing, like I mentioned, uh, Ben Wallach and Strong in Defeat. Um, after Kurt and the, you know, Team Angle make their way out, uh, Ben Wallach, you know, he gets up, he's all tired, but he gets like a standing ovation, you know, deservedly so for the match. But, um, the network had just like this weird cut where it was showing Kurt and then it faded to black and then faded back into uh, Benoit standing in the ring just kind of looking tired and waving and everybody's clapping. It just, it almost reminded me of like a cut from like an, an edit of like a, you know, TV, like for commercial. Like, what, was there something there on like the uh, non network version, like on the one you get on the VHS tape? Well, let's play this game, Kyle. What do you? What commercial do you think was there? What was being advertised? Two thousand three, January. Think about it. Two thousand three, January. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <sighs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't recall. I remember two thousand year, two thousand three being a year. It was like mildly important. Yep, it remember, happened. Like, it was a year. I we can't remember any. It's funny, I remember more, like, movies and, like, important things happening in 02 and 04 than really 03. I mean, that's really my invitation for you to just name off something hokey. Like, Pepsi Twist, perhaps? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, it was probably a big ad for, uh, Pizza Hut's Big Sicilian Pizza. (laughs) Remember that thing? Sure. That thing was delicious. Like, all it was was really just, like, a pan pizza that they just put a bunch of, like, oh, look, we put oregano and garlic sauce and stuff. It's a big Sicilian, but it actually was freaking delicious. I'm a huge sucker for just, like, you just give me some garlic butter, oregano, basil-y stuff, and just slap it on bread, and I'll just just inhale that crap. Oh, my God. Hey guys, I'm meeting the uh, the double down big Sicilian. <laughs> <laughs> they looked at me and said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut backstage to uh, RVD. He's stretching, and then uh, what happens next, Kyle? He uh, cracks this big fart, and everybody's looking like, "Oh my god, dude, we're live, we're live!" No, but. Um, no, he's like stretching backstage and then uh, doing his typical RVD stuff. And Kane comes out and he's like all serious. And um, 
it's just kind of back and forth, just kind of them both acknowledging that they're in the rumble and kind of implying that he's going to, like, take them out and stuff. Like, you know, we're teams, but if it comes down to it, you know, it's the Royal Rumble, mofo. And, uh, basically, uh, what do you call it? RVD just kind of gets it back and he's like, hey, dude, I know the deal. And it was, it was weird. Like, honestly, um, RVD sounded a bit more himself in this. Like, they're just... Like, they'd given him promos to say in the past, and he sounded kind of like a weird high robot, but <laughs> this time it's like, hey, RVD, just go out and say your thing. It was really weird hearing him call Kane dude, though. <laughs> well, Kane is a dude. He's, he's just he- one of the guys. And now it's time for... evening. <laughs> I want to give the most epic, just like, ins- amazing, like, cool intro ever to this next segment. Cause you know what's coming next, folks. You know what it is. <clears throat> it's the Royal Rumble! Yeah, yeah, it's the Royal Rumble! The end. <laughs> but you're going wow. like, I thought it was going to be something cool. I was nope, I knew you were going to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, Levi. Here, I know your tricks. Yeah, well, you can't trick a trickster, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to sound cool. I can't. <laughs> Anyways, Royal Rumble time. Yay! Just go on. That's it. Royal Rumble, yay. What, what the heck are the say? rules, I asked? Oh. <clears throat> you big stupid dummy. You freaking mark. All right, folks. It's time for the Royal Rumble. <sighs> Individuals numbered one and two will enter the ring, respectively, and the match will begin. Every minute and a half, another superstar will enter the match. Elimination occurs when a superstar is thrown over the top rope, but both feet must touch the floor. The last man standing in the ring after all 30 men have entered will not only win the match, but earn a title shot at WrestleMania! But no, it's time for the Royal Rumble. I was looking forward to this because uh, Royal Rumble's always fun. Not this one. This one was, this was not fun. You it didn't was like this one? extra fun. Oh, I was about to say, this was a good Royal Rumble. <laughs> no, this was a good one. Uh, oh, man. That, obviously. Ugh. You edit this out because like, I don't want to bring in... I don't want, I don't want to... No negativity. But I don't know. When I think of Royal Rumble, honestly, like if I think of like good... I'm like, oh, good. A bunch of good World Rumbles. Yay. But, like, when I always think, World Rumble's always good. And then immediately I think about the World Rumble where Roman Reigns won that first time <laughs> with The Rock. That was bad. I remember, I remember watching that live and just, we were all so angry after that. Because you knew it was coming. Because you knew. The only thing that saved that whole angle, or the whole Kurt angle, was uh, th- that WrestleMania in the end when Seth came and cashed in his briefcase. <laughs> what was that? 2014? Yeah, I think it was 31, WrestleMania 31. Or was it 30? Was it no, 30, 30 was That's Daniel Bryan. Then. Okay. Yeah. 
So who do we have number one? It's none other than a Sean Schmeichels. I sneak up cute. I know I'm sneaky. I've had this weird habit of uh, changing the words, and I'm like, I think I'm hot. I know you're not. And it's like, that's not what it says, but <laughs> no, I it know. could. It totally could, though. I could, yeah. Anyway. I do that, too. I remember, for, like, you know, Shawn Michaels, like, I, like I've said in the past, uh, definitely my like, favorite wrestler. Um, but at uh, one point in, in high school, because that's when he was going through, like, his kind of more towards the uh, last few years of his, of his big, you know, 2000s run. And uh, I remember on my phone... Because before before you could uh, download ringtones and stuff for free, you had to buy them, and I didn't want to buy any of them. So us cool kids would just record them using the little mic on the on the phone. And I had Shawn Michaels theme, but honestly, like looking back, I'm like that that's really lame to have. You know what I'm saying? Especially out of context. Exactly, like some man's <laughs> going. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I was like, yeah. Yep, and there's. Uh... There's Jack the Clown. He's like, uh, I'm a gummy bear, gummy bear. He's like, oh, it's just my ringtone I got. You know, I, I, I saw it on TV. I thought it would be pretty funny to Isn't have. this ringtone adorable? It's text no. cat to one eight four four three. Wow, man. That instantly took me back to, like, Adult Swim I know, commercials. Right? <laughs> they just, I remember just, like, one minute those were all over TV, and they were just gone before you even realized it. And now back to in living color. <laughs> I watched that every night at ten on BET. You, there was you, a, you did or you do still? No, I did. I don't, no, you did. I don't pay for cable. I don't pay no. for cable, jabroni. I don't do that crap. I don't do that mess. Get out. Anyway, this is so unimportant. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who's number two? You might ask. It's <laughs> It's not Chris Jericho. It's Christian, who's posing as Jericho. And this buys time for the real Chris Jericho to attack Shawn Michaels from behind. And I'll, I'll add a little little, uh, little note. Ruthless Aggression listeners, my wife, Crystal, was watching this with me, and she completely fell for the, the false Chris Jericho. <laughs> well, you gotta admit, you know, they well, do look alike. Mainly because, like... Wearing main- the same outfit. <laughs> Yeah, well, mainly because um, Crystal's mostly familiar with Chris Jericho through his more recent stuff, where, you know, he's got, like, full-on dad bod going on. And so, like, seeing him younger is still kind of like a mild shock to her, like, oh, yeah, he looks kind of different. And it's funny, because she saw Christian, and she was like, man, I'm still just surprised at just how different Chris Jericho looked when he was younger. And then he comes out and yeah. attacks Shawn Michaels, she's like, oh, oh, I saw Chris Jericho there! <laughs> <laughs> It's like I looked at her and said, "You mark, you <laughs> jabroni." No. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, that's not Chris Jericho," and you're all like, "Actually." <laughs> but anyway, so Chris Jericho brutally attacks Shawn Michaels and then dumps him out of the ring, robbing the fans of Shawn Michaels in the Rumble. I know that actually surprised me. I, you know, because he bashed him really hard like he had a chair and just like Shawn Michaels was bleeding hard and it was like oh my oh my god and he was like waving around all like oh I'm blinded you know throwing punches in the air and he just threw him out like nothing I was like dang well bye Shawn Michaels 
Bush on Michaels. That's hashtag Bush on Michaels. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to say Christopher Nowinski was like kind of <laughs> but he he didn't. So yeah, he did like that lame like. Mm, well, I guess I'm allowed to stand outside the ring. What if there was a Royal Rumble where everyone refused to get in the ring because nobody wanted to lose? Vince McMahon um, comes running out like he did. He just tears his quads. <laughs> or, <laughs> what? Well, they didn't ask the question like you know. What about wrestlers that? are scheduled to compete but like get attacked and someone takes their place like that, that that's the one tactic i will say outright that i just do not like that because that makes no sense like curtis axel's still in the rumble technically yeah like from a fairness standpoint that makes no sense it's like okay i guess you know the, as soon as they enter you know the the ring area the ring side they are technically a part of the rumble since you know if you leave through the bottom or the middle rope you're not eliminated but right just being like oh, oh, look at me i'm our truth i'm gonna be in the rumble i'm naya get out of here you know? <laughs> that was really just cheap anyway up next we have Rey mysterio stupid. he's number four he runs in and hits a springboard drop kick and head scissors followed by a face buster yeah. At this point, Christopher Nowinski finally gets in, but he's also attacked by Ray from behind. Yeah. Ray's just going all out. Oh nope, read that wrong. He uh, Nowinski gets in and hits Ray from behind. Nah. Up next, we have Edge. He runs in and spears Chris Jericho and Christopher Nowinski. Mysterio then hits a diving hurricana on Chris Jericho. They send Jericho into the ring post, and he falls out of the ring. But, like, not over the top. Not over the top rope, folks. No elimination. He's going to hide into the ring like a hornswoggle. And then, of course, raging testosterone overcomes Edge and Rain. They're like, we must fight! (laughs) And they fight. So... I, I honestly don't get that. Yeah, it's I don't I think that's really stupid. It's kind of like how people say like, oh, why do people climb the ladder slow in a ladder match? I will always defend that because I'm just like, you know, they're tired. tired. They're telling a story. Suspend your disbelief. It's like yeah, but this like, <laughs> like the Hardy Boys fighting in like the pre a couple years ago Royal Rumble from that point makes zero sense to me, especially when you consider they eliminate each other. It makes it even worse. And Michael. then Drew Carey was there, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Kyle, why don't you give us a quick Drew Carey impression? Yeah, hey, guys, I'm Drew Carey. Uh, Mimi, you're, you're fat, Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> Edge places Ray on the top rope and tries to knock him out. Uh, uses his legs to try and flip him over uh, the rope, but Edge grabs the ropes and only one foot hits the floor. Ray Mysterio tries to follow up with the springboard senton, and Edge counters in to a sit-out powerbomb. Always looking nice. So up next, uh, Kyle, can, yes. we get a, can we get a little Christian song action? <clears throat> Christian! Christian! You know, okay, Ruthless Aggression, Real Talk, okay, Ruthless Aggression, Real Talk. I'm starting to come around to Christian's theme, okay? Really? I am. I was thinking about it the other day. I was thinking about it the other day. I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day at work, and it was just making me smile. I don't know. It's it's stupid. It's fun. I like the rock and roll part. When it gets to the music part, it's actually good. 
You're on a wrestling high, man. I don't know. It's, Excusing like Pepsi Blue Talk and advocating Christian it's, it's, songs? It's just, it's just, I'm telling you, these positive wrestling vibes lately. Doing good, doing me good. Gee whiz, man. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, we have Christian. He's in. And uh, he tries to form an alliance with Edge, it seems. But uh, Edge is like, no, nah, baby, I'm a baby face. You're a heel. <laughs> See Dusty Rhodes all of a sudden? <laughs> nah, baby. <laughs> It's like everybody has a Dusty Rhodes impression. Yeah, most of them are not very good. Yeah, here's here's mine. <clears throat> well, baby, I'm the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I, I can't do it, I'm sorry. That is hard times, baby. <laughs> Something about a dust in, Dusty Road. Ha ha ha. Well, anyway, Edge Spears Christian. Oh, Spear! Ray and Edge look for a double team with Ray climbing onto Edge's shoulder. But Christopher Nowinski comes back and shoves them both over the top rope. Or does he? Well, they both hang in there. Christopher Nowinski thinks he just eliminated both of them. But but he's stupid! Ray and Edge go for missile drop kicks, but Ray hits, and then Edge comes in late, and this is important. Uh, Edge lands on Christopher Nowinski's head concussing him in a way that will change his life forever. Yeah, man. I remember seeing that, and I was like, ooh. Cause it was like he kind of overshot it. Like, I don't really necessarily blame Edge. It was like a weird spot, but still, it was like, eek. It's kind of like, uh, well, this is like, it's going to sound silly, but like the Great Collie chopped to the head. Yeah. Looks like crap, but wrestlers' testimony will say that it hurt like crap. But and it sucks because you don't get to hear the impact, or it it just looks bad. Yeah. Um, same goes for something like this, you know. Uh, it's just so bad, but like you can't really tell all that much unless you're looking for it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's one of those hindsight things where like when you watch it, you're like whatever. But then like years down the line, when it's kind of like oh yeah, that gave me a concussion and made me think a lot about CTE, you know. Yeah, and you know Christopher Nowinski. Shout out to him. He's done a lot of work with concuss- concussion research. Uh, so much so that, like, uh, you know, I say it affects him to this day because you can go look at videos on YouTube where he's like, you know, sometimes he just forgets what he's doing, and it's just really sad. Just like this one move changed him drastically. Yeah, but yeah, uh, shout out Christopher Nowinski. Appreciate yeah. what he's doing. Um, even if it can be hard, it's like, you know, football is a very dangerous... I love football, you know. Football! Football! Woo, America! But ultimately, people are more important than any sport. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Chavo is coming in, and uh, just for the heck of it, Kyle, can we get a little uh, ooh, Chavo? Yeah, I'll say, like, I'm, count, I'm counting, counting down the days until we get the perfect theme. Just the... Uh, Ooh, travel. <laughs> I always love that theme. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I will say, uh, the next Royal Rumble, he will have it at the very least. What if, uh, 
I don't know, I'm stupid. What if uh, Chavo and, and Ric Flair teamed up and they did that modern thing where they mashed their themes together? Where they it just starts out with, Woo! Chavo! Woo! Chavo! I hate you so much. <laughs> you can see I'm doing that nowadays though, can't you? I mean, if they mixed Ryback and Curtis Axel's theme, which is really Mr. Perfect's theme, then... uh They'll do anything. Didn't didn't they recently mix two people's themes like they're theming together and it's really bad? Who would that be? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I was asking because I because I, I don't think so. Yeah, you you basically, from what I know, kind of like hard quit on WWE's recently, right? Man, it's bad. Like I and I'm I'm not like oh stick it to WWE, AEW, blah 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 blah. Like I love WWE. I have a podcast about them. Yeah. For crying out loud. I love WWE. I hate what it is right now. Yeah, I know. It's like I was listening to um, st- uh, that Stephen Larson's Going in Raw podcast today, and they're they just making a good point just to people who are just like, oh, man, why do you guys hate WWE? Whenever, you know, folks criticize it, it's like it's not that, you know, people hate WWE. It's like love WWE, and if you're enjoying what they're doing now, that's great. But, I mean, it, it should make you upset that, this could be so much better, you know? Exactly. It's like, you deserve exactly. it, because it could, it has been, and they're not making it that way. But anyways. We <laughs> sound like old dudes. We sound like a couple old dudes. So Chavo, he comes in, and he's quickly hit by Rey Mysterio in a 619, uh, as is Christian. Christopher Nowinski catches Rey off a springboard, but is then head scissors over the top rope. So, he's out. Bye. Ray is eliminated almost immediately after, though, as Chris Jericho returns with a running clothesline sending Ray Mysterio over the top. Up next in the ring, we have to Jerry. I don't know if that was a good impression or not. <laughs> I'm really glad you did that. I was literally about to go, Levi. Why don't you, why don't you tell us? Uh, why don't you give us a little, little rendition of Tajiri? <laughs> well, <you laughs> I know, seriously was going to do that. I had you doing it, so I thought I would do one. You know. There we go. I'll, I'll do Bill Demont's theme. Is that crickets? Because that's all you hear. <laughs> yeah, for real. Dude, I was just going to go. I was just going to go like. Dude, straight up, I, uh, I was watching a SmackDown to review for the next uh, No Way Out pay per view. And uh, Rikishi comes out. I'm like, oh, yeah, Rikishi, all right. And Bill DeMont comes out, and it's like, uh, you remember SpongeBob when he's like, yeah, he minor, all right. <laughs> yeah. Skip oh, that. Yeah, he minor. <laughs> I skipped that bad boy so fast. But, uh, yeah, Bill DeMont's after Tajiri. Um, he's get- I mean, for all the Bill DeMont fans out there, Oh yeah, all of one of them. He's getting a brief himself. He's getting a brief push, but uh, that's coming to an end real quick. So there you go. Up next, we have the innovator of silence. Just kidding. It's Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Lita said that at one night stand one time, and it was really funny. Uh, he comes down with his uh, trash can and Singapore canes and attacks everybody. It's like if you didn't know much about Tommy Dreamer, you just assume that he's a really pissed off janitor or something. With mom jeans? <laughs> yeah. What is up with his pants? They're up to his nipples. <laughs> I don't know. That's just the thing. He just likes those big billowy pants. He's like, probably just so he tucks in his, his gut a little bit. He's like listening to Papa Roach like in the parking lot. Like, yeah, you want to you wanna, you wanna vape? 
Was vaping mm-hmm. a thing back then? No, it was not a thing back then. Oh, well. It would have been, hey, do you want to legitimately smoke cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> would you like to start a nicotine addi- addiction? Addiction. <laughs> addiction. <laughs> Freaking Matt Hardy <laughs> on drugs. I had a prepetition, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Edge grabs a cane, and with Tommy Dreamer, he eliminates Bill DeMott with a shot to the head. So, uh, huh. sorry, Bill DeMott fans, he's out. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I before the, before the match started, I had my winner written down on a big fat piece of paper that said Bill DeMott. Uh, <laughs> put $100 down on it, and as soon as he was thrown out, I was tearing it up like, meh. It's like an old man at the racetrack. Was that Crystal? Yeah, that was Crystal going, meh. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. You, you scamp. Oh, there I go again, on my own. Oops, I did it again. So uh, that might be Bill Demont's last appearance on the show. I have no idea. This but, is the uh, <laughs> WWE Network special. Bill Demont's last ride. <laughs> Chris Jericho and Christian hit Tommy Dreamer with a concerto with Wee. the trash can lids. Wee. And both eliminate him. So he's gone just as quick as he came in. Tajiri goes for a tarantula on Chris Jericho, but he turns and shoves Tajiri to the floor, and he's gone as well. I know, it's like, it's a freaking Royal Rumble. Why are you going for that move? I guess to weaken the opponent. It's like, I got a move where I jump over the top rope and go on the floor. I better do that now. It's like, no! Well, what's a better strategy in the Royal Rumble? Striking fast or wearing down? No, the, the okay. This is okay. It's Kyle's surefire way to win the Royal Rumble. Just lie flat on the ground in the middle of the ring, and if anybody messes with you, just start biting them. The end. <laughs> <laughs> like Walking Dead style. There you go. Just come out at number one, and then just don't get in the ring until uh, number thirty is there alone. I'm talking Rick got Rick Grimes going for the jugular. Like, Rick, Rick, don't get bit. Don't get bit. Well, well, hey, who's that jumping out the sky? All right, it's why? Bull Buchanan. Oh, boom! <laughs> no, no, uh, no, it's not Bull Buchanan. It's B squared. Get it right. Well, unfortunately, John Cena gave him the boot recently, so he was like, "Man, Bull Buchanan, why are you around me? You stupid." I'm almost certain this is his last appearance on the show. So, leave the memories alone, as they say in wrestling. Was, like, his only claim to fame just being with John Cena, or was he around other... No, uh, man. He was in the right to censor. I, I, I feel so- sorry. Sorry, deep-cut wrestling fans, but, like, I literally just missed the entire Attitude Era. I had not gone back and watched it. So, sorry if I'm ignorant. And... He was with Big Boss Man for a little bit, but his biggest thing was right to censor, for sure. Hmm. It's funny, he's like the one guy from there I, I really don't remember. Cause I, like I was thinking, I've actually seen like you know a lot of right to censor. I think, I think everybody just remembers you know, Stevie Richards and The Good Father, mainly, from right to censor. I feel like The Good Father is the one who's forgotten. No, everybody remembers Good Father, because it was so weird and stuff. You, like... you didn't forget about him, you dressed up as him. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect, though. I saw that, and I was like, Levi reminds me of somebody. <laughs> like, Googled and just died. So, just as soon as Bull Buchanan comes in, he's gone by Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Bull. Like, 
It's really more Bull Buchanan than Edge, though. Like, he comes, goes for a oh, splash, yeah. oh, and yeah. Edge just kind of like, whoops, all berries. And <laughs> he's, he's, he's out. Like, so. I, might, I might know, I just wrote down that Bull Buchanan was absolutely useless in this rumble. <laughs> he did nothing. It's like a metaphor for where he's going with the company. <laughs> but, um... So afterwards, Edge throws Chavo over the top rope, but he he uh, he hangs on, of course. Um, but only shortly after Edge hits a running spear, he hits a spear to knock him off the apron. Edge. Th- that was mouth. me. That's my mouth. I was just goofing. Edge throws Chris Jericho over the top, but uh, Chris Jericho skins a cat to uh, avoid elimination. Yeah, Jericho's hanging in there. Oh, you. Oh, that wasn't meant to be a joke. He actually, I guess, yeah, whatever. Anyway, continue. He then throws Edge and Christian out, who are battling at the ropes. And they just Uh, get mad and go, let's go form a podcast, I'm angry. (laughs) Up next we have RVD. He runs in and then just goes after Chris Jericho. And uh, up next, um, uh, how do I intro this? Uh, anyway, it's Matt Hardy. <laughs> I wanted, to, <laughs> I was gonna find a funny way to say it, but I couldn't. Oh yeah! Uh, all right, I can whack a tsunami. Are you boys whacking in my tool shit? <laughs> Uh, okay, Matt Fact incoming. Uh, Royal Rumble Matt Fact is Matt strongly dislikes mustard. I do too. Must- mustard's bad. I like mustard. It's good. You, you can go and get, okay? Go I like some good old hot mustard. I like honey and mustard. Uh, you know, I never really had too much honey mustard. So yeah, Matt, he comes out, he trips over his own two feet. I LOL'd and XD'd at the same time. As did Stephanie. <laughs> but uh, he comes in, he gets a side effect on uh, RVD. And uh, end up teams with Jericho for a little bit. They wear RVD down. He's able to fight back and hits a five-star frog splash on Chris Jericho. So Jericho, to his credit, is taking a lot. Oh yeah, he's taking a beating, but he's he's persevering. He's like McFoley, take a licking and keep on ticking. <laughs> Except Chris Jericho's was, I can take a beating and uh, keep on eating. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Up next we have Eddie Guerrero. He his his mullet is gone. I know that shocked me. I was like, ah. It's like Eddie. Is he going on like a full on like babyface run now? Yes, he he did turn babyface recently because John Cena was messing with him. They're like, uh, you know, Eddie, you're, you know, people like you now, so shave that damn mullet. <laughs> and he's like, oh, come on, Holmes, no. He's taking the heat off of him. The, the how, Latino how, heat, if you will. <laughs> how much money uh, do you think if, if I, you were the barber that cut Eddie Guerrero's mullet... And you, you, you fashioned it into a wig and preserved it behind <laughs> glass. Do you think it would be worth a lot of money nowadays? Yes. Like, this is Eddie Guerrero's mullet. 
Dude, wrestlers, that's the thing, wrestlers are, are lucky. Like, they can have, like, stupid hair and wear dumb clothes, and nobody thinks twice once they tell them, oh, yeah, I'm a wrestler. They're like, oh, okay, that's normal. But, like, if you did that, they'd be like, well, what is your deal? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> like, no, yeah, I just, I just wanted a blonde mullet and, like, a handlebar mustache, and, you know, I just wanted to wear a, a cut-off denim tank top, and you look stupid as hell. <laughs> but I'm a wrestler. Oh, man, that's cool, you know? Well, anyway, Matt Hardy helps Eddie to hit a frog splash on RVD, but then turns on him, hits a twist of fate. <gasps> Next up, we get more sibling re- re- reunions, I guess is what I would look for. Reuniting? Anyway, it's Jeff Hardy. He's next. Big, big wet red Jeff Hardy. He he looks he looks like he was bl- like bloody. I thought he was covered in blood at first before I kind of better look at him. He then uses telekinesis to win the Royal Rumble. That's exactly the what end. happened. <laughs> Vince is like, come on. He's the next Undertaker, I can sense him. <laughs> so Jeff, he goes after Matt. They looks like they're gonna like reunite, but uh, Jeff, of course, doesn't want any of it. Shannon Moore, the MFer, if you will, mother father. He's lying on the floor, and uh, is using his feet to keep Matt from falling out of the ring, which was pretty funny. Matt's kind of, or Shannon Moore is kind of like the Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, like Royal Rumble, like that kind of dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Jeff hits a twist that. of fate on Matt, and Jeff then goes for the Swanton Bomb. But Shannon gets in the ring. He's pleading with Jeff to not do it, but and lays on top of Matt. But Jeff hits the swanton on both of Jeff's them. Jeff's like, okay, I'll just kill you both, I guess. You know? <laughs> so up next we have Rosie. He hits a thrust okay. kick. And... Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. You're forgetting something. Rosie comes to the ring accompanied by Rico. Oh, I'm sorry. And then I immediately turned the rumble off after that because it, it made me realize Rico's not going to be in the rumble. Then what's the point? Why am I watching this crap then? At that point, you realize that? Yeah. I mean, like... Because this is not the last appearance of Rico for the night, sir. But he's not in the Rumble. You don't know that yet. <laughs> okay. I don't okay, know that yet. maybe you did. <laughs> you might have looked up a match card, for all I know. No, I, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying. If you, if you come accompanying somebody, typically, you're not in the Rumble. And While Rosie was able to get some power from Rico, he... He reached out his hand, channeled his energy, like spirit bomb style, <laughs> and got some so energy. Give me your energy. Hold on. Used it, it takes thrust 30 kick. minutes. He used it to thrust kick RVD. <laughs> he did to thrust kick Robert. And uh, he gets beat down. After, look, Crystal's laughing very loud. Oh, was that Crystal? I didn't tell if it was Crystal or Stephanie. <laughs> no, Stephanie's quiet. Oh. She's reading her book. She's over reading here. a book. Uh, she's like, got a do not disturb sign. She's drinking quiet juice. Here's some crystal over here screaming. So up next we get Test. He gets a big pop. But why yep. might that be? Because everybody loves there's testicles. There is testicles. <laughs> I botched oh that, but. Dear God, freaking testicles. No, that's pretty on the nose. Pretty on the nose. It's it's just the stupid as I said. How long does a testicles thing go on for? 
the rest of the year for sure. Oh, man. I would love it if, like, you know, because I'm sure it goes on to where the joke is long since worn out as welcome. I would love it if they had a bit where, like, Stacy Keeba comes out and goes, Hey, how are my testicles doing? Uh, you know what? This is stupid. I'm, I'm done. And then she just walks out on test, and he's like, Oh, baby, baby. And the next week she comes out, and she's like, What I really want to know is she starts talking like that. How are my cooters doing? <laughs> How are my ovaries doing, boy? <laughs> Use the hashtag <laughs> Ovary Nation. <laughs> the WWE Universe is on their feet. <laughs> They're called Ovaries, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh up next we have john cena he's number 18 and uh he he raps to the ring he raps. name drops ruthless aggression so shout out throws out some rhymes and it's so weird like seeing this not too far removed from wrestlemania because it i don't know I, I guess it just in hindsight makes that moment even sweeter because it's just it's perfect like it just feel felt exactly ripped out of this era you know <laughs> It's exactly. So good. But well, the rap he throws down here is equally as fantastic. I wish I had written it down, but the one part yeah. I didn't forget was Oh yeah. Uh, the part. Like, like a swollen penis, you can't beat me. I died. I lost it. I I was pointing at the screen, just screaming with delight and going like Crystal, this is why. This is why I was so happy at WrestleMania. <laughs> he, he said swollen penis. He said swollen penis. He talks about nuts and he's fun. <laughs> well, R V D kicks him really quickly, so uh Yeah, he's not quite super senior yet. No. He's he's human. <laughs> he is but mortal Cena. Up next we have Charlie Haas, one half of Team Kangle. <laughs> Jeff jumps to the top rope for the whisper in the wind, almost loses his balance, and then RVD shoves him off the top and eliminates him. <laughs> it just felt, honestly, I kind of laughed. I was like, what did you expect? Top rope at a rumble? It's like, you're just asking for trouble. Exactly. It's it's high risk, man. High risk. High risk. High risk maneuver. High risk district. It's like people I, who just, like, voluntarily eliminate themselves. It's just kind of, not that dumb, but almost. Exactly. He should have been laying on the ground, waiting to bite. Exactly. Like a snake. Like a snake. That's what Jake the Snake did. <laughs> That's how he won all those rumbles in a row. <laughs> exactly. He won 12 rumbles in a row. He said, you want to play 21? <laughs> I'm going to lay in the ground and bite you like a snake. Meanwhile, Eddie Guerrero, he's uh, going after Chris Jericho. He runs up the top rope after a wrist lock and hits a hurricanrana. Up next, we got big old Rikishi in there. And JR makes a note that Rikishi has been in eight rumbles, and he's the uh, the record holder at that point, apparently. So him and him and Rosie, they're like in a face off, but like you don't know that they're cousins unless you have like that inside information. But like the internet wasn't as popular at the time, yeah. So it's just kind of like non reaction. <laughs> so. You know, it's like they mentioned how many Royal Rumbles he's been in. And I guess it's kind of like, oh, wow, that's a lot. Cool. But when you really think about it, he's won none of them. It kind of makes him sound like a bit of a loser. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, I've 
been the champion eight times. Well, he lost it eight times. That's <laughs> really what that means. Or just like, oh, look, this is his 12th appearance at WrestleMania. And it's like, well, what did you do? Well, he lost all the time. It's like, oh, well, that's, that's <laughs> not important. I guess the best thing I could equate it to, though, is like, let's say we don't have the internet. And yeah. tomorrow we have a battle royal where Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt face off. It's like, no one would react. No one would yeah. care. No. <laughs> so, just perspective. Perspective. Um, up next we have Jamal. Uh, he gets in and thrust kick to Rikishi, but uh, Rikishi, he responds back and gives Jamal a stink face. And uh, considering what we know now, Jamal, Rosie, and Rikishi are all cousins. Is it weird that he stink-faced his cousin? You be the judge. Yeah, just make family reunions very awkward now. I mean, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, like, in the context of the year, Levi. It'll make his funeral very weird. There you go. Such a good cousin, you know. Shove my ass in his face. I felt we really connected. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like visiting, visitation. And they're like, "Hey, Rikishi, thanks for coming. What's your fondest memory?" One time, I gave him old stink face, and I felt we really connected. Then his face in my ass, which is like one. Sir, please leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. Rest in peace, Jamal. You ever feel like just rubbing your butt in your cousin's face? <laughs> you mean, don't. They make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, it's just plain weird. Oh boy. Oh boy, anyway, I digress. How, how do you, okay, like, dang it, you, you're making me think now. Like, cousin aside, anyone aside, like, imagine they're going through the rundown of the night, like, it's like, oh yeah, you know, so Rikishi's gonna come in, and, uh, you know, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna have Rikishi go over you, uh, the finish, it's gonna be, uh, you're gonna be in the corner, he's gonna run and, and uh, shove his ass in your face, and, and rub <laughs> it around real good, and, and it's like... <laughs> You're just going to be like, okay, you know, it's a job. I guess i got to do it. <laughs> I mean, it's one way of looking at it. Up next, we have Kane. <gasps> he takes everyone out as they run at him. And uh, your boy Rico, he jumps oh, up. Oh, yeah? But uh, he depleted all his energy to the other two members of Three Minute Warning. I know. No, he comes in, he throws Kane out, and he goes, oh, I'm in the Rumble now! And he, <laughs> then he wins it. <laughs> he does that very cartoony military press where he spins him around in midair. <laughs> <laughs> he starts doing push-ups, like, better than uh, Scott Steiner, and everybody's, like, really cheering. Dude, what if Scott Steiner got so gassed when he was doing his push-up spot, like, he couldn't raise up? <laughs> and then he, what, if he, what if he got so gassed, like, when he when he tried to do the push-ups, he just pooped his pants? <laughs> it's like, his oh, thong, I, I just pooped my pants! My th- his thong is very brown. <laughs> oh, gross. Anyway, he's not in this match. <laughs> uh, Rico, he's choke-slammed. Rosie is eliminated as he is back body dropped or Spagingo over the top rope. 
there haven't been any belly to bellies in a while. Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore, uh, they leap in. To, uh, Shannon Moore, he leaps in to save Matt from Kane. Uh, they both get a double choke slam. Kane throws Jericho over the top rope, and he's just very close to being eliminated, but he hangs on. Still holding on. I mean, at this point, you can kind of see they're doing the whole kind of like, oh, Chris Jericho, I like Shawn Michaels, kind of shades of like 95 Royal Rumble, but it's not like painfully obvious, but it's uh, it's very fun. It's very entertaining, you know. Up next, is there st- any stopping him? It's Shelton Benjamin. Ain't no stopping me now. <laughs> uh, him and Charlie Haas, they do the little leapfrog thing over the top rope on John Cena. And up next, we got Booker T. Suck up! He comes in, he gets a scissors kick on Kane, and performs a little spin-a-rooney for the crowd. Send him home happy. Yeah. Bro Rumble spin-a-rooney, so it's extra special. He eliminates Eddie with a spagingo over the top ah. rope. Dude, he's Spagingo eliminated, man. I don't know if he'll ever be yeah, back. Dude. I know, man. Ugh. He starts bleeding worse than he did before. <laughs> he stands up and literally he is just red from head to toe, just screaming like, ah! He looks like Carrie at this point. <laughs> A-Train, he's in. Big, hairy A-Train. And then after that we get Shawn Michaels. He's back. Oh! <gasps> Unofficially, of course, but he's back. He's he extracts revenge on Chris Jericho. I know it's surprising because I, I figured Sean was out out down for the count. You know what I'm saying? No, baby, we got in that crowd. I'm happy. The ones who paid to see HBK. HBK. So test he eliminates Chris Jericho, which allows Shawn Michaels to continue the attack to the outside. Up next, we get... It's Maven. <laughs> Maven. Get out of here. Maven, man. What could have been? It's good to see been. him on the show, man, I must say. You're, you're, big, you're a big Maven fan? I like Maven. The Ma- theme song was one of my favorites. You're, you want to be a member of Maven's flock? Oh, dude, you know it. I, I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> so I could come out to... Yeah! I want to feel it right. Yeah, that that song. What if, what if they did that? What if they tried to do like a like a? They wouldn't call it Maven's Flock, but they tried to do a thing where he started like a cult. Everybody started shaving their heads like Maven, and then like their sole goal was to just like get their revenge on the Undertaker for uh for beating the crap out of him after he eliminated him at the Rumble. Where's the thing? It's like the Straight Edge Society where it's like you know you grow out your hair to uh, signify your sobriety. Yeah. Uh, the emphasis is on the eyebrows. <laughs> you grow out your eyebrows. <laughs> it's like that's how dedicated to Maven you are. The the Strange Society only ever had two members, right? Nope. It had uh, CM Punk, uh, Luke Gallows, Serena Deeb, and Joey Mercury. Joey Mercury, yeah, I forgot he joined. It would have been cool if they like just did even more people, like made it more of like a massive threat. That'd be cool. So Maven, he comes in, he attacks Kane, the brother of person he eliminated last year <gasps> up next we get gold dust he hits a shattered dreams to maven <laughs> so ouchie and team angle they team up to eliminate gold dust and then they team up to get rid of booker t <gasps> no! booker t up next, booker t got robbed i'll say 
It was, he was well, cl- he was clear to be the winner. Perhaps greener things are ahead for Booker T. Well, it's so confusing because in the opening package, it just like hard cut to Booker T going like, "I will win the Royal Rumble this year," and it was him talking to the camera. It was very weird. We didn't mention that earlier. He's like, "No, nah, sucker." Here's the booking sheet. I'm supposed to win. <laughs> He's like, it was like a rib. It's like a no. big no-no. Like it's the actual <laughs> booking sheet. And Vince is like, what are you doing, David? <laughs> so up next we get little Dave Batista. <laughs> oh He's in at 28. And he goes, people like you don't deserve to win the Royal Rumble. Like, oh my gosh. <gasps> Foreshadowing. Oh. No! Uh, Tess and Batista, they're going at it. He attempts a big boot. Um on the rope but test uh he's out uh batista then hits a spine buster to rikishi followed by clotheslining him over the top rope so batista is clearing house buddy yeah i know it's nice seeing young batista and, so uh, agile <laughs> up next uh number 29 can we get a little uh brock lesnar music I got Batista music in my head but, just thinking about but, Batista. I know. I know Brock's theme. Don't worry. But here's the yes. thing. Brock's theme, but as a fat guy. <laughs> he comes out with a big beer gut. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, he gets jumped by Team Kangle and throws both of those dudes out. Brock is here to freaking win this thing, I'm telling you. Oh yeah, he's in it to win it, baby. Matt Hardy gets F5'd out of the ring. That, onto team that was angle. cool. So he's out. Mm-hmm. He nearly clipped yeah. his head on the outside apron, though. That was like, Hoo! it's one of those things, like, it didn't happen, so you don't worry about it, but, like, just seeing it was kind of, like, you know, still kind of... Thinking about what could happen. If you were there, if, like, you were watching this live, you would have been like, oh, man, oh, you know. <gasps> so number 30, returning for the first time in months. You done it now. It's The Undertaker. <laughs> Dead man walking. <laughs> You've done it now. Gone and made a big mistake. There you go. Oh my gosh, I hate away. <laughs> you don't like his Dead Man Walking theme? That's not what I said. Oh, you just don't like my rendition of it. My, Precisely. My flamboyant uh, vaudeville rendition of it. <laughs> exactly. Okay, whatever. Get out of here. I appreciate your effort, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He clotheslines John Cena over the top, and Jamal goes out the same way. But here's the thing about Jamal. he His head lands into John Cena's crack, which I laugh at. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, his head is in his butt. Strength face. It's Vince McMahon humor, you know. Mm-hmm. Poop jokes. <laughs> hey, uh, how about we have a... Uh... Jamal go out there and poop his pants. It'd be funny. <laughs> Vince, no, we can't do that. Nah, he's fat. It'd be funny. No. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we uh, dress him up as an Islander? How about that? <laughs> yeah, there'd be a big Islander. You poop your pants, Jamal. All right, man. So, Maven, this is kind of fun. 
He hits a drop kick to Undertaker's back, kind of recreating what they did a year ago, but uh, unsuccessful this time. Mm-hmm. Undertaker dumps him out, and uh, Maven's gone. That was my pick to win. Uh, well, that's so Maven. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> I was waiting for you to get that. A-Train uh, stops him, though, and gets a old uh, double-handed choke slam on him. Kane and RVD team up to take A-Train out with a double clothesline over the top rope, so the A-Train has been derailed. RVD suggests that they team up on Batista, and Kane lifts RVD up, but dumps him over the top rope. (gasps) Kane is not to be trusted, but to be fair, he warned him. He warned him. Could this be the start of something more? I guess we'll find out. We'll find out, folks. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) (laughs) So the final four, we have Undertaker, Kane, Batista, and Brock Lesnar. And, uh, well, it's the big show. Uh, Oh, God, he just comes out and everybody's like, I love it. I I still have a bone to pick with you. (laughs) Brock Lesnar, come here, I'm going to give you a kick in the wiener. Is that Ric Flair? I love it when it's like it, when he. I don't know. It's like a big show. I was going between. I'm kidding. It's, it's I'm kidding. Late. I'm tired. I'm tired, honey. Oh yeah. Quick ruthless aggression note. Uh, I, I don't sound this country. <laughs> I just like sound a goofy for Levi. Yes, he does. Anyways, I was gonna say that I like when it gets down to a final four like this, and you kind of get the feeling that really it's anybody's game. I mean, not entirely. Like Batista's still a little too new, but any of these guys realistically could win it. You know. Yeah. Except Kane. <laughs> but yeah. No. But yeah. <laughs> Except Batista. Kane, get out of here. So Taker and Lesnar, they face off, but are attacked by Batista and Kane, respectively. Uh, they team up together, but Lesnar hits an overhead belly to belly to Batista. And the F5 gets hit on Kane. We then get a face-off between Lesnar and Taker, which we haven't seen since their battle at No Mercy. With a fantastic Hell in a Cell match, which you all should check out on the WWE Mm -hmm. Network. Big fat thumbs up for that Hell in a Cell. That was a really good match. Lots of blood. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. If you're queasy. Just the way I like it. If you're, so if you're queasy, shots. take it easy. They trade shots. Lesnar flapjacks Undertaker onto the ropes, but uh, kind of helps him back in because he kind of threw him a little too far. Uh, Taker hits a tombstone to Lesnar, which is fun. We get a clothesline over the top rope by Taker. He eliminates Batista with uh, the little, little mild applause. Taker's like, hey, Kane, you want to team up? And Kane's like, yeah, dude. But gets a dose of his own medicine. Undertaker dumps him out. <laughs> he went, lol, nope, troll face. Uh, well, Batista, he comes in for some reason. He lost. He's being a sore loser. Comes in with a chair, and Undertaker just uh, gives him a big old boot and hits him with a chair. And so, um, get the heck out of here. Sucker. So take, <laughs> take her. He dumped him out. 
But just as soon as he could do anything about it, Brock eliminates him, and he's the winner. Brock Lesnar wins. Brock Lesnar! Royal Rumble. <laughs> I was going to say Royal Rumble, but I went Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble 2003, your winner, Brock Lesnar. And we cut away to Undertaker. He's like, oh, well, you got me, kind of on the outside, and... <laughs> Undertaker celebrates and it's like a close the show. It's like a tight shot on Undertaker's face, looking shocked, and then he turns to the camera and goes, "Well, you got me." And then the Benny Hill song plays, and there, he chases Undertaker. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> so, what did you think about the match? Oh, it's good. It's fun. It was a really good Royal Rumble. It wasn't. It wasn't like good but whatever no i'm just kidding um it's hard to think it's it's late folks um yeah overall it's really really great it was a fun fun roll rumble filled with moments uh kind of one of those rumbles where that i really like that there's so many kind of i guess layers to it it's it's starting and you know all these different stories and continuing certain ones it's honestly the way this rumble should be not just like a big thing of like, oh, it's a bunch of guys, and look, a 40-year-old man came out, cool. Like, it actually serves a big, a good purpose, and it's kind of one of those rumbles where it feels like, I mean, if you're just looking at it just as a match, it could be anyone's game, and it was a lot of fun. And in the end, of course, uh, Big Bork Laser won, uh, considering, you know, he's the next big thing, and just being pushed to the moon, and, uh, you know, absolutely on his A game, uh, it feels like a, a deserved win. I don't know, I get vibes. Like I said, going forward, like it's starting a bunch of stuff. That there is, uh... I don't know, is there anything between Batista and Undertaker coming? Because I feel like Undertaker would be like, You got me my win, boy! No, not till like 2007. <laughs> it's like... But it's like it's unrelated like, to It's like else. way later, Undertaker comes out and he goes, Hey, remember that time you cost me the Royal Rumble in 2003? And then he just slaps him. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like, ah! That's what he's like. I challenge you to a bra and panties match at WrestleMania. <laughs> 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 Something about the Undertaker saying bra and panties match. <laughs> Batista. You think you can bury the dead man? I challenge you at WrestleMania for costing me the Royal Rumble in 2003. The first ever historic men's bra and panties match. (laughs) And you better bring your best lingerie or you will rest in... All of a sudden, just rest in peace, my throat. All of a sudden, uh, just you hear like a big siren. Scott Steiner comes out. If anybody's gonna be in a broad panties, man, just gonna be a big booty daddy. And he's like hiking up his thong really high. (laughs) He's like Lita level. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's just cartoonish at this point. I might make a video with uh, Scott Steiner as Lita. (laughs) 
But uh, I got to say, I really liked the match, and I love it when I go back, I can watch a match, and it kind of transcends. Because I, I view a lot of this as like, okay, how did I see this as a kid, and how do I see it now? Yeah. But I love it when it can transcend those things, and I can just enjoy it as a fan. And this was one of those matches. The best possible example I can give would be Shawn Michaels versus Triple H from SummerSlam 2002. Like, I, I was able to just sit back and enjoy that match as a fan, not necessarily viewing it in those two lenses as adult or child, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. It's it's just on its own. It's just fun. It's just a good, well-rounded, entertaining Royal Rumble. And, and you know, it was a good Royal Rumble. This wasn't even the best. This isn't even the best. So, for me, yeah. I would say, um, you know, that being the Royal Rumble, um, I think it was a pretty good show overall. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only real... Like, looking back, uh, you know, just at all the matches, like, I mean, it's a solid show. Um, the only kind of big mm is just the kind of Tory Wilson-Don Marie match, but that's just kind of looking at, at it as just a straight-up match. I mean, looking at it as a whole, like, story-to-that-point thing, it's so stupid that you're just kind of wanting to see it end, and that's kind of entertaining. Then the Triple H-Scott Steiner match, it's just, it's it's something. It's... It's weird. It's not wholly unentertaining, but it's not really good. <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's thongerific. It's it's watchable, but probably not for the right reasons, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's like a car wreck. Yeah, for turn away, but it's like bad. Self-destruction of Scott Steiner. But yeah, you start off hot with Big Show and Brock Lesnar, you know, not not the best technically sound match, but it was really fun and really good. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like you said, Don Marie and Tori Wilson, at least it was better than their previous meeting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, good show, man. And uh, we're starting off 2003 with a good start, I oh. guess you could say. Oh, yeah. Definitely uh, starting off 2003 with a rumble. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, any of the next shows this quality then we're gonna be in for something good you know what I'm saying what's our next show join us next time as we'll be reviewing No Way Out 2003 and there's no way you're gonna wanna miss it so when it rolls around just make sure you uh wake me up wake, wake me, me up save me <laughs> Oh, man. We'll be checking out Hogan and Rock 2. Austin versus Bischoff. It's going to be loaded. The fact that I don't really hear anybody talk about Hogan Rock 2 makes me think that it's probably not very good. I'm curious. No one says anything about it. Yeah, like nobody says anything. I've never never seen it. (laughs) But in the same respect, no one says anything about Lesnar versus Taker in the cell. So nobody 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 says anything about Lesnar versus Big Show in the squared circle. Uh, maybe that's for a reason. <laughs> what if that? What if like that? That, that Big Show match from this pay per view was in the opening like then now forever spiel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would like it. <laughs> I would love it if somebody just like somebody who could just makes a big parody of that. With just nothing but just, like, lower mid-card wrestlers and forgettable matches. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I feel like that's got Botchamania written all over it. Oh, yeah, yes. That would be so great. 
But yeah, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Anchor.fm, sponsor of the show. And Kyle, where can they find us on social media? Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at uh, Ruthless Aggression Pod. <sighs> I gotta get these written down, man. Follow us on Twitter at Ruthless. No, no, no! Pod. I want to do it. Just tell me what to say. At Ruthless Pod. All right, all right, Levi. For a first take, you can follow us on Twitter at Ruthless Pod. <laughs> <laughs> there was no clever editing. Uh, we got our own YouTube channel as well. What's, where, where, where is that? Uh, is it at Ruthless Aggression Podcast? The YouTube, Ruthless Aggression YouTube. Podcast. YouTube.com slash The Ruthless Podcast. Correct. You can find us on YouTube at The... Uh, you, <laughs> you can find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash The Ruthless Aggression Podcast. And you can find uh, me. Uh, I got my own little YouTube thing. Oh, not YouTube. <laughs> Another edit, Levi. You're having fun. Uh... You can also find me on Twitter at RuthlessPodKyle. Have a lot of fun talking with folks. Levi, what you got to say? Baby. You can follow us on Facebook at The Ruthless Aggression Podcast, as well as Instagram, Ruthless Aggression Podcast. We got so many little pages, I, I, can't, I can't remember. Make sure you get a t-shirt from TeePublic forward slash The Ruthless Aggression Shop Zone. If we got a new big sale going on, you buy one t-shirt, you get another t-shirt full price. It's very good. So yeah, send us a little money our way. Uh, you can donate to the show as well. In the description of this podcast, you can find a link to donate $1, $5, or $10. And shout out to Amy, super fan of the show, for her $10 donation. It is very much appreciated. Oh, yes. It's going to get us to WrestleMania one day. If you want a shout out on the show, send us a donation. Buy a t-shirt and tweet us, and we will shout you out. Because we love you guys. I want to give you a big old virtual hug. Also want to thank Victoria, former Victoria, Lisa Marie Veron, uh, for doing the intro of the show as well. So shout out Victoria and her pretty little puppies. <laughs> oh my God. Don't say that about her. That's about uh, Terry. I mean, I was just quoting her. Really, I know. But... I know. You're just goofing. Hey, hey Victoria. Uh, AKA, uh, FKA Victoria. You're cool. But in the meantime... This has been the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. I'm Levi. And I'm Kyle. Reminding you to... Stay ruthless! Yeah. Yeah.
to keep me alive So you take me And you break me And I feel like I'm falling Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Royal Rumble! Ah.